AutoTrader makes buying a car easier than ever. How? With the largest inventory of new and used vehicles, AutoTrader lets you shop for cars by monthly payment. So you know what you'll pay before you buy. And you know the prices are good because they're backed by Kelly Blue Book. Finally, it's easy. Start shopping at AutoTrader.com slash finally it's easy. AutoTrader makes buying a car easier than ever. How? With the largest inventory of new and used vehicles, AutoTrader lets you shop for cars by monthly payment. So you know what you'll pay before you buy. And you know the prices are good because they're backed by Kelly Blue Book. Finally, it's easy. Start shopping at AutoTrader.com slash finally it's easy. But I think the development of full artificial intelligence will spell the end of the human race. It's a flying object and we don't know what it is. I would hope somebody is checking it out. I'm glad the Pentagon is looking at this, because if it poses a threat, I want them on top of it. Well, the craft generates its own gravitational field. The internet has become the command center for criminals and terrorists. That's what we're instructed to say. Roswell, Area 51, alien kept deep under the ground. Welcome to Troubled Minds Radio. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and hello to all of you who may also have troubled minds. We're here with our good friend, the mighty Rohan, the famous Liam Martin of the Exiled Minds podcast, and we're going to be talking about Uri Geller, uh, the illusionist, the CIA operative, the, well, what is he? The hoaxer. Who knows? Uh, I think if anybody embodies uh, the, the trickster archetype, it's Uri Geller. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about him tonight and his an alien invasion. And of course, as you know, this show is about all those things we're not allowed to talk about. We do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And the things we talk about, you know what they are? Aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal. 
Oh, yeah. The government, academia, 24-hour news cycle. Propaganda and the general feeling that we live in the upside down. And that's what's going on with this show. And as always, a part of the transparency process, as part of uh, just kind of getting together and uh, being able to talk to each other, it's it's an important thing nowadays with, uh, with just the division media, just being how they are, just uh, making sure we all hate each other. I, I like to think the opposite. I like to think that uh, our, our diversity actually is our strength, and the fact that we're different is a good thing, instead of just uh, saying that and then uh, undermining that message constantly, like the mainstream media does. Well, uh, in that in that actual uh, vein of thought, we have a yeah uh, one of these a phone number. So if you want to be part of the show, you can give us a call at seven zero two nine five seven one zero three seven. That's seven zero two nine five seven one zero three seven. You can click the Discord link at troubledminds.org. We'll put you on the show. Easy as that. And uh, I'm here on Discord with uh, Rohan. And uh, let's let's see let's see if we can tune into the UK. The mighty Rohan, the famously Martin. Do you copy? Test one two. What's up, buddy? How are you? I'm all right there, Mike. You hear me? Mike, check. One, uh, I can hear you. I'm going to turn you up just a smidge, but I can hear you loud and clear. What's going on, my friend? How are things out your way? Okay, pretty good. Pretty good. Nice to hear your voice, Michael. <laughs> you as well. You as well. <laughs> uh, my uh, my voice is uh, out there for uh, for everybody to deep fake now. So, uh, well, <laughs> maybe you can deep fake your own show one of these days, Rowan, <laughs> with, with my voice. <laughs> It's so easy, though, isn't it? We could do it on a, you know, audio. It's so easy to do it with audio. You could do it with free apps, can't you? In like a few minutes, you know. Exactly. Yeah, you just load up one of my shows and then uh, type what you want me to say, and you get Michael Strange saying whatever the hell you want him to say. Uh, wild stuff. That the great, great times we live in. So, uh, so this show. Uh, a shout out uh, a couple things real quick before we get going here. Uh, uh, clearly, if you want to be part of the show, one more time, our secret weapon of this show is you. Meaning that uh, this is a conversation between uh, just folks just regular folks i'm a regular folk you're a regular folk you don't have to be uh linda moulton Howe to be on this show you just have to be yourself and uh that's the best part of this is we get all kinds of amazing thoughts from amazing people because that's where the amazing thoughts come from just uh regular people and that's why we do this one more time 702-957-1037 click the discord link at troubleminds.org and we'll put you on the show uh what else do we got uh, a couple things join the fringe uh, discord at fringe.fm slash chat and also the easy easiest way to listen to troubled minds is to download the fringe app you can find it at the itunes or your android app store completely free just smash the play button at precisely seven o'clock monday through thursday and you'll get troubled minds plus all the other amazing programming that comes out of fringe fm all right i think that that sums it up now uh one more quick thing is uh this show uh, goes out to our good buddy the night stalker he uh, he pointed this out last night and uh, he, he said hey you know rohan is really into the uri geller guy and i said really and so i asked rohan and rohan said absolutely and so <laughs> what's going on brother what's going on what i'm sure you saw this article Article, right about uh, about Uri Geller and his alien invasion, right? Well, no, because I've actively been avoiding news and stuff for a, a, a couple of weeks. So I thought a bit. So I was going to look it up for the show, but then I thought, you know what? It'd be nice to be surprised on air and and avoid it still. 
Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. avoiding the football scores. Yeah, perfect, perfect. So that's uh, <laughs> the football scores. Uh, perfect. So uh, uh, you're in luck because I've got a whole bunch here. So, uh, so, so Derek out there in Massachusetts sent me a bunch of links, and I've got a bunch I pulled up myself. But we'll get to Uri Geller in a moment, okay, uh, about like his history, his past, what you think of him, and the rest of this. But check this out. This is from uh, ladbible.com, and this is, this is the headline of this. Uri Geller warns NASA to prepare for alien invasion following mysterious discovery 4,000 light years away. I'll read just a little bit of this and you can uh, <laughs> you can chime in here, Rohan. Uh, illusionist and uh, I can't even say it. illusionist and psychic Uri Geller has warned NASA to prepare for an alien invasion after scientists discovered a massive energy source 4,000 light years away from Earth. The 75-year-old spoke of a potential mass landing and believes the discovery may in fact be communications of superior beings from space. He wrote on an Instagram post, My dear friends, a team mapping radio waves in the universe has discovered something unusual that releases a giant burst of energy three times an hour. It's unlike anything astronomers have seen before. No doubt in my mind that this is connected to alien intelligence way, way superior than ours. Start deciphering their messages. They are preparing us for a mass landing soon he then hashtagged nasa in the post and <laughs> this is where we begin tonight <laughs> this is where we begin because why not i mean why not if we're going to talk about uri geller uh, we'll get to who he is in a moment he's a he's of course the famous uh, infamous spoon bender among other things but uh i don't know what are your thoughts on this uh rohan with uh, with <laughs> as this starts uh we've got the infamous uri geller claiming that alien invasion is imminent Oh, uh, boy. you got to love it, right? Yeah, you got to love that. Hashtag invasion. Straight in. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're coming. They're coming to get us. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, you know, this, is, this isn't the first time we've heard this recently. This uh, alien invasion is imminent, right? We've heard this from uh, Anjali of, you know, her, that fame of the aliens in the yep. cave that she didn't deliver. She said that, uh, that you know, there's a... Don, wouldn't you... Yeah, wouldn't you have known it? That for some reason, there was just a a thing and she just couldn't do it on that day and now we can't do it you know gosh exactly. darn it and you happened to say that at the time as well mike as if you knew you know yeah right because i'm the psychic i'm actually the psychic i can i can bend spoons with my mind in my dreams <laughs> see see what i did there <laughs> but but all right so so is i don't know this alien invasion stuff i, I kind of get tired of it I, i'm kind of getting tired mm -hmm. of people saying stuff like this because it's like come on like at least show us something give us something right yeah. like don't don't yeah. leave us hanging here wondering when it's coming or any of the rest of this but but go ahead Mike. go ahead my friend what are your thoughts on why so, would he say this what's going on you think it's really happening well, well, I'd be interested because context counts for a lot. I'm sure you'll agree with that, Mike. I've talked before. I think context counts for a lot, and then I'd like to. I'd like to hear him say it. I'd like to hear his words saying these things. Do you know what I mean? Because uh, I think of him as being a positive guy, which we'll get into. Um, but but yeah, I th and this word invasion. Right. When you think of an invasion, we usually associate it with you know. Um, uh, war or somebody taking over or supplanting you sort of thing or you know bad times but you know in, you, you know, pop culture can be an invasion can't it like Beatlemania is like an invasion of British music sort of thing you know from the Beatles so 
Invasion doesn't have to be a bad thing, does it? And I think in some respects, the carrier wave of you being prepared for a kind of higher stakes game, I would completely agree with that. You know what I'm saying? I think we are being gradually prepared. In fact, we are. We are, we are in pop culture, aren't we? Over the decades, you're getting little bits slid in with the sci-fi. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I like the idea there. So, so Beatlemania was an invasion, all right? But, well, <laughs> I, I, think, I think it's a step too far to call the Beatles aliens, right? I mean, well, I, guess, mm-hmm. like, I guess. I don't if, know. If they didn't have passports, right? See what I did there. Play on words. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. And so uh, that's such a long time ago that I don't even know if we want to litigate that even on a radio show. But but okay. So the thing is that yeah, maybe context is important here. I, th- I think you got a great point in that. Uh, what does he mean? Uh, is is this an, an invasion of uh, or mines? Is this an invasion of? the government is i don't even know i don't even know lots of lots of people in the chat right now are saying that it's uh it's all a big distraction a, a fake invasion fear-mongering all the rest of this stuff i don't know I, again I, and i think like you said the context here does matter because this uri geller guy is he's pretty famous he's 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 got a lot of contacts that go back to like the cia i mean he met with uh, Werner von braun and uh j allen hynek of the project blue book fame there's there's a lot of uh, interesting things about this guy he was involved with project stargate so so it's not like he's just some nobody saying alien invasion imminent right there's a, there's a lot of people that believe that he has actual um, psychic powers right uh, what do you know about uri geller uh, rohan just uh, before we get going just sort of an overview and we'll kind of dig into some of this stuff as we go tonight well, well, like you say, like that's why I mentioned the context actually, because of um, because my general feeling of Yuri Geller, he's been quite um, prominent throughout. He's been a television personality in Britain for quite a while, you know, and he supports, you know, like an English football team sort of thing. So, I mean, he's been part of my sort of growing up, sort of watching Yuri Geller. But one thing that is always consistent with that guy is that um, he's always got this positive attitude. His positive outlook and he's very encouraging. That's how I always talk away from that guy. And it, and, it, and it's and it's 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 not just about psi phenomenon. You know, it's in the way he conducts himself and he does stuff. Sometimes people want to test you, don't they, with these things? And sometimes it don't work. And they don't seem to worry about it. And they'll just kind of move on with a smile, you know. And I think um, a, a lot of this kind of, I think he's teaching people the power of positive mental attitudes in his conduct, as well as talking about psi phenomenon and, to, and talking about this stuff directly and how you sort of do it. Like, but um, I think I think that's a bit of a theme with a lot of people with with this like remote viewing things, and because that's what I know him to be. Why he first got sort of spotted was from the remote viewing as a kid. Okay, when it was like a young stuff for the Israeli army and stuff. So I mean, but yeah, I mean overall, I think I think I mean, he's a positive character, and, and being a sort of a good role model for that kind of positive thinking. And he got himself, and let's not forget, he got himself out of poverty. He was really poor, you know, and now his net worth's about uh, you know well twenty million or something. So he's he's done okay. Do you know what I mean? So I think on that side of things, he's a good guy. Okay, so so I don't know about some of that because we didn't have a lot of that. Uh, is it Yuri Geller or Uri Geller? Yuri? I say Yuri, I don't know. It's just, I, I always, well, I always pronounce it Yuri Gagarin Yuri, so I just transfer them, I guess. 
Gotcha. All right, that's cool. Yuri Geller. That's that's what I was uh, kind of easily saying without thinking about it. But then I I read it closer and was like, is it Uri Geller? I don't know. Yuri Geller. Let's just roll with that. Now, okay. So so I didn't know that about his past. We talked about this a little bit briefly last night on Discord, and uh, you did you did mention that that he was a, you know an Israeli. Uh, you said army or. Uh, yeah, let me go through. Yeah, I think what it was with him, as, as far as I'm aware, I mean, I might not, I'm not a historian, but as far as I know, it, um, what it was is that America, uh, the US military had a, a spy plane spying over Russia, you know, those days of the Cold War and whatnot. And that's that's always going on, right? So they had this, um, uh, the, you know, one of the latest tech spy planes, and it had it ended up crashing in Russia, whatever. I don't know if it's got shot down or had problems. But the fact, uh, the point is, uh, America won't really wanted to get that back. It's, it's got the latest stuff on it as well. It's an embarrassment, obviously, and they don't want you know Russians getting the latest technology. So Israel, being you know allies of America, suggested you know using Yuri Geller. They heard about this kid who seems to be quite promising. So they used him to try and find this plane. And he did, in fact, say it was on the side of a mountain. And then when he described the area, they went, they recovered it to beat the Russians and got the got the stuff back. So that's you know, that's a good start to sort of kind of launch yourself from, I think. And like you say, you mentioned the Blue Book. And then there's, in the 70s, there was all the remover installers and the CIA. So it's it's a good time to be hot on that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, and, and he's he's actually, so I think when you talk about remote viewing in like CIA and Project Stargate and stuff like that, this guy, his name comes up a lot. It comes up with like, um, again, Werner Von Braun. There's a picture of him. Uh, matter of fact, uh, again, uh, shout out to uh, Derek in Massachusetts, an ice stalker. He sent me this photograph. There's an, ac- there's an actual photograph here of him. Uh, Yuri Geller is a young man standing next to Werner Von Braun. Yeah, that Werner von Braun, like the, the the Nazi rocket scientist. I mean, so so apparently they called him in and he met with him uh, as part of this uh, maybe Project Blue Book thing. I, I, and again, I'm not exactly sure how how this shook out. I couldn't find exactly this meeting on it, but apparently it's in his book. He's written several books. Uh, Yuri Geller has. But if I mean, as a young man, if he was so well not necessarily connected but so well respected with his ability to do things like that like you said with the governments and this remote viewing or things like this this psychic whatever's happening with this guy that they invited him to meet with Werner von Braun I mean uh, maybe maybe there's something to this right I don't know I don't know. Well, it's, is- like you say, it's like you say when, uh, I mean, and this is completely unrelated, but it's the same kind of phenomenon that I'm going to mention. When, like when Michael Jackson was around and he's, he's, you know, shaking hands with presidents and stuff and he's meeting all his dignitaries. And it's like when you've got something, when you've got a talent that's legit, you get, it opens doors for you, doesn't it, kind of thing. And I think that's, that's sort of what it comes to. I think that sometimes you get these big names because they're either the first person to do something leaders in the beginning or they can do it you know like ingo swan's always going to come up how potos always going to come up because they you know did those original big first public studies sort of thing but then there's other characters like your van tassels and your billy myers that are going to keep popping up because of all the stuff that attaches to it do you know what i mean that seems to pan out so if that makes sense 
Yeah, yeah, no, it does, and he, he is. Uh, those are some of the names I was uh, I was going to bring up too. So with uh, with um, remote viewing and the CIA Project Stargate, you got a couple of the two most famous remote viewers ever, and one of them, of course, is Ingo Swan, who's now passed away. Joe McMonagall is another name. He's the guy who supposedly remote viewed aliens on Mars a million years ago. Uh, but then we have this Yuri uh, Yuri. Geller fellow who uh, was part of that sort of in the periphery and you said that so he did have some success finding this plane that crashed right and maybe that's what kind of launched his his idea and his career regarding a, a psychic or I guess what would, what would we call him is he a psychic I guess that's what's going on here huh? yeah I suppose yes yeah, like it I mean yeah and I think that's that was part of it so that's part of what it does too I mean he's so I think he's most famous for spoon bending so I suppose that's what a small amount of PK telekinesis whatever but um yeah the the, the mind stuff with the the psychic thing he, he does the um I don't know if you call well, you know, really mass but he does those things on the radio where we'll try and get you to kind of guess a picture or guess a symbol or something and then you know can he did one on coast to coast and it was one of them sort of tune in next week and we'll let you know sort of what it was. Do you know what I mean? And and that's how I, men- that's how I mentioned him because um, it was in, in trying one of those that I ended up guessing the picture right. And it got me, you know, thinking about this remote viewing stuff again and thinking, oh, you know, maybe, maybe it works. And then later on reinforced it by trying the remote viewing myself. And so it's like, do you know what I mean? That's why I want to emphasize that positive thinking bit because I think... Um, like I say, on the one hand, I think there's, there's some authenticity to it. People are going to be excitable about it and want to tell you because it worked. And also, I think it's sort of like if you if you've got reason to believe it might work, then it's more likely to work. Do you know what I'm saying? For your unconscious sort of self belief. Yeah, that makes that sense. Makes that makes sense. That, that I mean, clearly, uh, if you, you if you have a doubt in your mind that it will work, uh, I think it makes sense that you'll you'll have issues. Uh, so you know, I think it. Uh as you say, right? I like the power of positive thinking. I, I like that, and you you know me. Like you said, uh, the kind of like what like what we try and do on this show is just more, more like uh, you know, like let's let's believe, let's believe in some things. Let's uh, let's wonder if the universe is actually not like we believe it is, and and who knows? And that's what this is about, man. So yeah, I don't know. Like I don't know a ton about this guy other than his name pops up an awful lot in, in a lot of different aspects and so we'll get into him and apparently he he was uh touched by a ufo or something to this effect when he was a oh, youngster yeah, yeah. when he was cool. a yeah which gave him his psychic powers or something okay so we'll get to that but we're, tonight we're talking about yuri geller and he claims there's an alien invasion imminent and so we'll talk about that and uh of course we're taking your phone calls tonight if you want to be part of the show we're here with our good friend the mighty rohan and uh that's uh, of course the famous liam martin and he's got a podcast called uh, Exiled Minds, and you can find that link in the description below. <laughs> so, all right. All right. So, uh, anything else? We got like maybe two minutes here. Is there anything you want to add to Yuri Geller? Do you, do you believe, I guess, in terms of... Um, well, uh, like uh, like uh, Derek says in the chat, the CIA believed in it, and they believed he was able to do these yeah. things. Do you think uh, Yuri Geller actually has some sort of uh, maybe special something that uh, the rest of us don't have? Uh, in uh, no, I don't no. believe that at all. Because <laughs> okay. of, uh, no, only in the set in the sense that I don't think he's got a special something that the rest of us don't have. I think he's tapped a special something that we all have. Okay, that's a good way to put it. And that uh, some, somehow, so so uh, you've seen the spoon bending and some of the rest of the stuff he's done, right? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And I've seen I've seen people, you know, uh, like uh, the shills as well, where they'll be in church and they'll be like, oh, my God, his, his arm was always shorter or a birth. And now he's growing longer and longer because he's stretching <laughs> his arm out. You know what I mean? Right. You know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's a miracle. It's a miracle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Donations are up $500 today. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Uh, okay. So, so you do think he's tapped into something and he does have some sort of extra sensory perception somehow, not just that maybe the, the ability to use his mind sort of like Yoda might with the force, right? I think so. I think, yeah, we'll get into that because I think that's where this all kind of, well, part of it at least, I think that's where it all leads, you know, I think the, it leads back to the source water is going to be around, around that sort of thing. So we'll get to that. Okay, sweet, sweet. Uh, the source waters. Uh, what's what's a uh, what's a troubled mind show without bringing up portals and source waters? <laughs> Why not? All right. Uh, again, uh, we're here with our good friend, the mighty Rohan, the famous Liam Martin, and we're talking about Yuri Geller. And this individual, well, he's pretty infamous. A lot of people call him a hoaxer. A lot of people believe he really has some sort of secret powers i don't know and now he's claiming there's an alien invasion imminent so we're going to talk about that and who this individual is and maybe his connections with the cia is yuri geller a spy if you want to be part of the program tonight part of the show part of the discussion 702-957-1037 that's 702-957-1037 once again we're here tonight with the mighty rohan of the exiled minds podcast I'm Michael Strange. This is Troubled Minds. Don't go anywhere. More Yuri Geller, spoon bending, mental powers, and alien invasions when we return. Be right back. AutoTrader makes buying a car easier than ever. How? With the largest inventory of new and used vehicles, AutoTrader lets you shop for cars by monthly payment, so you know what you'll pay before you buy. And you know the prices are good because they're backed by Kelly Blue Book. Finally, it's easy. Start shopping at autotrader.com slash finally it's easy. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we are streaming on Rockfin, YouTube, DLive, and Twitter, and we are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. Tonight, we're here with our good friend, Rohan, the famous Liam Martin of the Exiled Minds podcast, and we're talking Yuri Geller. Now, what is it with this guy? Have you ever heard of this guy? He seems to be, well... 
infamous. He supposedly has uh, mental powers. He supposedly can remote view. He supposedly was able to find this interesting... What was this? A jet? A crashed jet? Which is which is an odd parallel, by the way, Mr. Mighty Rohan. Uh, you probably, since you've been avoiding the news cycles, and I don't blame you, by the way, uh, <laughs> you, you, you probably missed the fact that just this past weekend, uh, there was an F-35 fighter jet, the brand new stealth ones that cost like $100 million, uh, oh, yeah. crashed, landing on a aircraft carrier missed or something and uh ended up in the south china sea and so very much like uh that story about the uh, yuri geller like you said there uh th- there there's a recovery effort underway before the chinese get it <laughs> oh boy ah, okay. maybe maybe they need yuri geller the again route. maybe there was a submersible inside the cockpit of the jet and they go, oh, we just crashed the jet, quote unquote, into the water to sneak stealth the submersible in to see what they got down there. Maybe it's one of them. Right, the Good old, uh, the right old, back. we crashed it on purpose, but accident routines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. accidentally on purpose. <laughs> love that. Totally love that. Okay, so so you're saying now back to Yuri Geller here. Now, so he found this this crashed aircraft that they didn't want the Russians to get, and this was when he was young. Uh, back to that photograph of um, him next to um, uh, actually uh, <laughs> uh, Werner von Braun, the actual Nazi rocket scientist that was Operation Paperclip. Uh, you know that whole routine. So he met him and supposedly got some choice information from him, including the aliens are real. But we'll get into that a little bit later. So so okay. So this guy in particular, I don't know. So you think he does have some sort of power, some sort of extrasensory perception? Because when you when you search his name, there's a ton of information out there. They call him like the the greatest hoaxer ever, right? Uh, what do you what do you think about that? Well, I'll say this, right? I mentioned uh, he was on Coast to Coast one time years ago. It would have been about probably 2014 or something. And I heard him on Coast to Coast. And he, uh, and he got people to guess this symbol. And what it ended up being was a smiley face. Okay. And I had a cup of tea, being British, had a cup of tea on a proper saucer, proper China, proper bone China. So I'm thinking about this image and trying to do it. You know, never done this before. And I start drawing this, uh, draws this circle. And I goes to, I start drawing this half circle. And then I stopped. And I thought, well, I'm just drawing this cup and saucer that I just put down. But then when I found out it was a smiley face, well, I did the circle and the smile. So all I needed to do was the two eyes, and it would have been correct. So it got me thinking then, well, isn't that interesting? Because even if this guy's a fake, that kind of worked for me. And so a few years later, I then, keep, as I often say, I tried the remote viewing stuff, in it, and I nailed one of the targets. All right. So, you know, so this is the point I want to make with this. This stuff needs exploring by all of us as individuals because frauds or not it works now i'm saying you don't need these people they they're not, they don't have to be gatekeepers and don't have to be frauds or not fraud don't do it yourself go and have a look you can literally you want to know if kennedy got shot learn your remote viewing ideograms and learn how to do it practice meditating learn to calm yourself and go and have a look it's the same as looking to see if it's raining outside if you keep practicing so no, I'm not saying I am. I am practiced a lot, but I'm saying this stuff works. There's so many examples. There's just so many. Our consciousness isn't local, you know. So I would say that the, you know, this fraud, not fraud stuff. I think there comes a point where it doesn't matter. 
to, in some degrees. Obviously, if people are making money from something and they're a fraud, that's something else. But I think in terms of the phenomena, it's it's there. You know what I'm saying? And it also seems interesting that with his story, it was a trauma, so to speak, that seemed to turn it on for him. As you hear so many times, traumas or, you know, what we might think of as psychedelic or paranormal experiences sometimes seem to affect people profoundly as if they've been activated or it's just changed their outlook or have they had a download? Because in his example, it was a, a large orb that hit him. What, what's an orb? I don't know. That raises a lot of questions of what is an orb. And, and it seems that it got some kind of download or it's activated him. And then that gets me thinking to Rendlesham Forest and Jim Penniston, James Penniston, saying that he touched this alien craft and apparently got a binary download. And you hear about this stuff. And sometimes you hear writers and artistic people who are expressive talk about inspiration seemingly coming through them. In fact, we've talked about it on this show and on the fringe. So what do you think of that? Yeah, I, I do like your take on this, it, it, that it almost doesn't matter, right? If, if this stuff is real and there's secrets of the universe to be found, it kind of doesn't matter what Yuri Geller thinks in the end anyway, does it? It's, uh, it's all about us and our exploration. Um, let, let's get to this, this interesting story. Actually, before we do that, there's, here's another claim he made, by the way. And this is, this is why I'm like, what is going on with this? Because this is from uh, MysteriousUniverse.org. That's another uh, podcast of pretty good stuff. They don't need our help because they're very, very, very big. They've been around for a long time. But uh, this is, uh, again, this is from a mysterious universe, and the headline is this. Aliens to stop secret visits and reveal themselves to us. And this was December 14th. This was only a month ago. And he said, quote, I think they are studying us. I don't know what they really want. And, uh, well, and he says, but I think they're preparing us for contact for the Steven Spielberg scenario of landing, and it's going to be spectacular. They will probably land on the White House lawn or somewhere. All our science fiction films about alien encounters will come true. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, pretty weird. So, okay, now the, now the alien connection with him is that uh, the story goes like this, all right? It's, it, it begins like this. Uh, let's see. He was born December 20th, 1946 in Tel Aviv, Israel, just like you were saying there. The way he got his supernatural powers is amusing. This is from HowAndWise.com, and it all started in his childhood. Geller said that at the age of three, he saw a bright spherical UFO floating over him while he snuck into an old house in his neighborhood. Quote, it was really weird, like a sphere just hanging there, shining and strobing. And then it gently and silently drifted down towards the ground, Geller said. He was then struck by a beam of light that hit his forehead, knocking him onto the grass. And uh, after this incident, Geller claimed to have discovered supernatural powers inside of him. Starting at school, he telepathically read correct answers from other students or even mentally forced the teachers to give him high marks. Yes. <laughs> hey, if you're going to do it, do it right. <laughs> his mother never believed his story about the UFO encounter. So we'll get into more of this. Uh, I'll mark this where we left off. But but there, that's the story of how he, he supposedly gained his powers. And like you said, it does sort of throw into question what what an orb actually is. Is this is this a UFO? Or did he maybe have contact with some other maybe higher consciousness or what's up night stalker says demon haha <laughs> or is, was this a demon what, what the heck was this man this is a pretty cool story
Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, yeah. That question about, I mean, the orbs—it it segues this way. I do my crazy Ivan with this whole story because it, like, kind of, like I said, I mentioned penicillin, but then it's like, what, what are these orbs? Is there a difference between a Foo Fighter and that what Yorigella saw? And is that different to bowlining? Which, in turn, is that different to the orbs that apparently make at least some crop circles? Are they tools of Gaia to write messages for us using fields as a post-it note? You know, what is it? And are they different from apparitions and spirits you see in photographs that apparently are people? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's a whole lot of that going on. And some people, uh, I think I think uh, that is, it is interesting that in the modern ufology, it's sort of coming around to that same idea of, well, these things may not be craft at all. These things, like the things we see, the lights in the sky may be the entities themselves or something like that, right? And where all this comes from, uh, you, you got me. I think it's a pretty fascinating conversation here. But he, he says, uh, so then he was struck by a beam of light that hit his forehead, knocking him onto the grass. And after that, he had these telepathic powers, and uh, which, of course, led him to meet Werner von Braun, like you said, the, uh, the finding that uh, crashed uh, secret, secret spy plane or whatever it was, uh, working with the military. I mean, there's a whole lot to this guy that seems like, again, if... If the CIA were was actually interested in, interested in his mind projection, is what this is called, or, or or remote viewing or whatever this is, there's something to it, right? There's got to be. I mean, why would they enlist this guy to help him if there was nothing to this? Exactly, and put millions and millions of taxpayers' dollars into something that keeps panning out and be rubbish. You don't keep doing it here, you know. You don't pump the money in, and and it's interesting you mentioned like a beam going into his head and i would wonder well, whereabouts did it his forehead where this you know your third eye is your pineal gland because we see that examples of that in these ufos looking things in um renaissance pictures i've seen one where there's a woman kneeling down praying it's like a cross section of a building and it shows you an alleyway of the street and then the building's on the other side and then there's a, like a ufo in the air and it's like a beam of light coming from the UFO straight through the wall into the lady's forehead while she's kneeling, praying. So you get that in the Renaissance pictures. Yeah, Yuri Geller talking about it. And then Max Egan, podcaster Max Egan, Australian guy. He had a, he had a week where it went a bit strange. And someone was strange about him. And he'd said, oh, you know, something seemed like UFO type, plasma type, you know, cigar shaped thing kind of came, put a beam into my head. And then I went a bit strange for a couple of days. Do you know what I'm saying? And then you mentioned the CIA. Well, surely they'd be interested. They're, they're mandated to be interested in these kinds of things. The latest technologies, you know, possible um, national defense threats. So, of course, they're going to be interested. And, you know, if, they're, if, they're, if they've got mind-triggering capabilities or, let's say, DNA-activating capabilities, or even if it's just your head being messed with, they're going to want to know about that, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and it, I think that's always the most fascinating thing to me about all of this is that if, if there was nothing to this, why would the CIA be 
be trying uh, and, and continuing these 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 projects again. And they, you know, as we know, they said that Project Stargate was shut down. MK Ultra was all shut down. But come on, we know better than that. They probably they probably just changed the name, right? Kind of moved it offshore or something like that, so they can get away with it, kind of like they did with a, a Guantanamo Bay, right? Like you, you can you can beat uh, people quite easier with when there's no press hanging around, right? <laughs> you can do That's terrible things. <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. It's, it's like a, when when in the 30s in American cinemas, when they first figured out subliminal messaging based on the tickets to go, they trialed it. They told people that it kind of worked. It got sales up for popcorn and Coca-Cola. So people were up in arms. So they went, oh, oh, OK, we'll never do it again. You can you really think they've not tried it again in the last 90 years? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, yeah, and we exactly. see, and we, and we catch them, don't we? Subliminal messages. And obviously, they blatantly do NLP on every single advertisement. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, lots of weirdness with all this. Uh, pretty good stuff. I don't know. So the question tonight is, guys, we are taking your phone calls if you want to be part of the show. Uh, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link at troubledminds.org, and we'll put you on the show. We got uh, Joseph here. Hang tight, James. We'll get to you in just a sec. Let's go to Joseph in Iowa. Welcome to Troubled Minds. What's happening, my friend? You're on Troubled Minds with Mike and Rohan. Go right ahead. Hey, um... I want to talk about the orb. Sure. I know I've already talked about it kind of a lot, but after I had my experience, I had like a violent reaction, almost not like reaction, but like emotion to a right. Like I wrote if it, first of all, I wrote, wrote it like they were alien, like it was an alien thing, but I didn't know that was me interpreting it as alien. And, uh, what do you call it? I wrote, if, if, uh, gods are coming or something, tell them to bring extra ammo and stuff like that, because we will be delivering their gifts home. Like I had like all this and then I wrote positive stuff too. Like I went through, like went through quite a bit of, uh, like phases kind of. So I, I think it's kind of like a curse. You were talking about curses, like seeing orbs and stuff. It's kind of like a curse. It, it can be your curse. Yeah. Uh, interesting. I yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Any take on that, Rohan? Um, well, actually, I've got a take on that. The As I was listening, I was thinking on the words. That you say how you're describing um, how the words formulating in your head sort of thing. And I think part of that is... Um, part of that processing and seeing kind of other dimensions of ourselves you know what i mean and in exactly the same way as i would talk about other dimensions of aliens and stuff and i think that that's part and parcel i think these things are i don't know how to word it i think sometimes i think what i'm hearing there is that sometimes orbs and and these phenomenon can be kind of not induced by us but there's, there's a link to them in there, like whether or not we're quote-unquote ready or if we have certain moments of, like, say, trauma, sometimes we have a bit more paranormal stuff. And like you say, when the words are processing in our heads, sometimes they come out in interesting ways as, like, subconscious messages. I think this was somehow intrinsically linked to this phenomenon. And your internal world can also be kind of mapping out on your external as well. And you get these moments where it's very poignant that that's happening. So it seems very strange, extra strange, because then it's like we think the whole universe can't be key to me right now. But I think sometimes it kind of is. 
or your key to yourself. Right, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Go ahead, Joseph. Yeah, it kind of makes me think like maybe like the aliens came, right? Projected themselves here and we were already prepared to trap them and make a make like I mean that's a whole nother theory. Like we we hybrided ourselves to deal with them or something. Yeah, hard to say. Like hard to say. Like and that and that wouldn't be I like to think of aliens as us but somewhere else. Like or not us but somewhere else. It could be like a lizard. Like it would be alien if it formed on an earth somewhere else. Like it, you know what I'm saying? Not, not us that branched out, but like, like us, we come from, but somewhere else. And I think, uh, maybe like we're, we're kind of like in like a pause right now and we haven't done like too much sci-fi stuff. Maybe that's cause we're going to jump straight to a military space state. Like you're talking about like preparing for an alien invasion. So if they're watching us through time and stuff, they're going to see this standstill. And then all of a sudden we're going to disappear. And they're, it's, it's going to be like a, you know, it's, we're going to, maybe it's like a tactical reason for why we move, why we move. Yeah, yeah, hard to say. There are a lot of good stuff here. Uh, Algorithm, what's up? I see in the chat says, uh, Rohan, yes, as if the whole energy of this realm is conspiring with you in that moment. That's a well-written story. That's a nice way to put it. Uh, Joseph, you are the best, my friend. Uh, so if, if you got a take on here, have you, ever, have you actually ever heard of Yuri Geller at all, or is this news to you? Uh, it's news to me. Yeah, so he he's famous for being able to bend spoons. Like that that was sort of his whole one of his gimmicks way back in the day is that he would uh sort of like, you know, in the Matrix where there's a, the little kid that's like the secret is there is no spoon and the the spoon is totally bending. That's very Yuri Geller. So that came <laughs> the, from him. Yeah, well, not necessarily, but he was definitely probably one of the ones who kind of inserted it into the zeitgeist for sure. He's he's definitely so one he, of the He would say he would be able to do it. In like his dreams or like stuff like that in his dreams? No, not in, in real life. IRL. Like he supposedly okay. was able to do the stuff IRL. Uh, Robert adds in the chat too over on Rockfin that he uh, he saw... Oh, let me read this. Robert says, uh, I watched an old Johnny Carson uh, Tonight Show from when Yuri Geller was a guest. He was given spoons but failed to bend any of them, perhaps because they weren't his spoons with a question mark. And so, again, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if this is a thing that works sometimes. It doesn't work at all. If it's a gimmick, if it's a gag, I don't know. But, yeah, he, he was definitely uh, the, the, one of the original spoon benders is what I like to call him. Uh, I appreciate the phone call. Uh, Joseph, you were the best. Uh, thanks for uh, chiming in here. Thanks for uh, sharing your story with the orb good stuff uh joseph here has a youtube channel called hydro hose check it out link is in the description he does all kinds of uh, original music and other stuff you're the best joseph i appreciate the call have a great night my man yeah thank you very much there you go good stuff good stuff uh take on that rohan and then uh, we'll go to james right after that yeah yeah quick uh, that was a i thought that was a fascinating take on this idea that rather than getting like an alien landing um, we, we might just skip straight past that stuff and just slide right into that space force kind of police thing. And, and I think we're being pushed into cyberspace, that kind of accepting that reality, aren't we, in the AI? And like here in Mass City, the, the, they've had electric scooters they've been tri trialing for a while. And it's like they're trying to, and, and they're trying to encourage people not to have cars. So it's like they're trying to get us into that orderly, do you know what I mean? 
So yeah, maybe maybe we're right. Maybe we'll skip the UFOs and go straight to the uh, mega colony ships. Yeah, know? exactly. Space Force, just bring a Space Force right now. We we want to see uh, the the intergalactic battle between whoever and whoever <laughs> whatever and people on mars yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly this is the reptilians exactly boots on the ground that's what trump said boots on the ground you know what that means people on the ground with boots on exactly that's exactly what that means people on the ground with boots on <laughs> And there's lots of that going on in this world, I tell you what. Uh, we're here with uh, our good friend, the mighty Rohan, uh, of course, the famous Liam Martin of the Exiled Minds podcast. And we're talking about Yuri Geller tonight. And uh, Yuri Geller's back in the news because he's been making some pretty amazing claims. And there's more. It's uh, He's got some other claims other than a alien invasion is imminent. But there is a, a connection here with alien invasion. And he did meet Werner von Braun when he was very young. And uh, again, uh, Werner von Braun, of course, Operation paperclip uh, the saturn 5 rocket the nazi scientists that came and basically uh began nasa right so so uh interestingly uh let's see uh, scrolling up a little bit um there was a uh, the the individual i can't remember her name donna donna Hare, i believe uh was that her that supposedly worked with Werner von Braun said that he told her that the final, the final thing would be an, a fake alien invasion, and a lot of that Project Blue Book stuff come, traces back to that statement with uh, with um, uh, I may have the name wrong with Donna Hare there. I can't remember the name of the individual, but anyway, so it, it is interesting that uh, some of the stuff does trace back to a particular source with Yuri Geller in particular, and now we're talking alien invasion imminent, and and uh, Rohan's right. Is what does that mean? Is that uh, uh, the mind virus what does that mean what's actually going on here i have no idea got a minute left rohan want to wrap anything up there any thoughts you got yeah i'll just i'm glad you brought me back to that point out of the way it cycles back and that point about oh it's uh, aliens it could be invading they've got really advanced technology like that's supposed to be scary because they, they won't be able to stop them but if that's the case They've had it for ages, they've had it for a long time, probably millions of years, some of them. So they haven't invaded us yet. So we don't need to worry about an alien invasion beating us up like War of the Worlds because they could have done that a millennia ago when we were little ants, right? You know, so don't chill out. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Uh, it, it does seem does seem strange that they would wait until we have nuclear weapons to try and take things over. <laughs> yeah, wait uh, until we can almost challenge them, and then we'll take them on. Is it a, a sense of fair play or something? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, that's that sounds like poor strategy, if you ask me. <laughs> all right. So tonight we're talking about Yuri Geller. He's back in the news with all kinds of stuff. We'll talk about him and his CIA connections. Some people think he's a spy. Some people think he's a fraud. Some people think he's a legit psychic. Uh, definitely an interesting dude, and that's what's going on tonight. If you're interested in this conversation and want to be part of it, just give us a call. Pick up the phone, just like Joseph did. Appreciate the phone call, Joseph. And you can talk to myself, talk to Rohan, and uh, give us your thought on Yuri Geller. And you can dial the phone at 702. <laughs> had a, had a brain, brain zerg there. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And we'll put you on the show. It's as easy as that you can click the discord link at troubledminds.org and uh boom boom again we're here with rohan talking about crazy stuff per usual right just another normal monday night on troubled minds talking about alien invasion and psychic powers because why the hell not you want to be part of the show 702-957-1037 click the discord link at troubledminds.org and we'll put you on the show 
This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. We're here with the mighty Rohan. Don't go anywhere. More Yuri Geller, Spoon Bending, Alien Invasion, and you when we return. Be right back. time to start firing up the grill from city to shore acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season download the acme app the shop for this season's essentials any way you want open the acme app clip your deals then order your items online an experienced acme associate will carefully select your groceries bag your order and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. We are talking about alien, the alien abduction phenomenon. The aliens are, are looking through your eyes and they're accessing your optic nerve. Through that optic nerve, they're transferring to your Receiving memories or ideas or images. Broadcasting live from a secret bunker just off the extraterrestrial highway. Somewhere desert sands outside of Las Vegas from somewhere in space time loosely labeled Generation X on planet Earth and asking questions of you in earnest into the digital darkness Good evening and welcome to Troubled Minds Radio. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and tonight we're here with our good friend, the mighty Rohan of the Exiled Minds podcast, 
And we'd like to say hello to all of you who may also have troubled minds. What's going on, guys? It is Monday night, just a standard Monday night on Troubled Minds, where we talk about all the things we're not allowed to talk about. You know what those things are. Aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal, the government, academia, the 24-hour news cycle, propaganda, and the general feeling that we live in the upside down. Again, we're here with uh, the famous Liam Martin of Exiled Minds, and we're talking about Yuri Geller tonight. And he, he came out and said recently uh, quite a lot of things, and in particular, the one that uh, really started us thinking about this guy and who he was in history, maybe his ideas with Project Stargate, how he met the famous Nazi rocket scientist Werner von Braun, was uh, in the periphery part of a Project Blue Book and the UFO studies, and again, how he has psychic powers, some sort of mental powers that were supposedly endowed on him by uh, an orb when he was a very young boy. So uh, an orb meaning what? A UFO, an entity, a ghost? A, what is this thing? I have no idea. Do you want to be part of the show tonight? Love to hear your thoughts at 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. You can click the Discord link at troubledminds.org. We'll put you on the show. Easy peasy as that. Let's see if we can tune in to the United Kingdom and find our good friend Rohan. Test one, two. Are you there? Hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> well, hello there. Welcome. Greetings. <laughs> Uh, and by the way, I want to point out that also that uh, that that mashup, that audio mashup in the beginning there, uh, with Ash talking about the aliens and the optic nerves and all the rest of that, that was done by Rohan here as well. So uh, not only is he a a talented, uh, uh, what would you call yourself, a, a talented uh, channeler of things, let's say, uh, he's also a very very uh, adept audio wizard, as you could tell. So uh, again, I, I like to point out uh, as often as I can that uh, I appreciate that very much and I, I, I like that uh, that sort of secondary intro in the second hour very very good stuff I appreciate that my friend oh, I appreciate the uh, massive build up and the bigger you got <laughs> the it buddy you got, you got it buddy you got it buddy so, t- so tonight we're talking about Yuri Geller claiming an alien invasion he claimed uh, about a month ago that uh, he thought the aliens were on the way or coming and now he says an alien invasion is imminent well, what does that mean? And of course, uh, we're we're just taking phone calls and talking about crazy stuff. Uh, one more time, 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link. Let's go to our good friend, James. James Salcedo of Salcedo Paranormal. What's up? You are on Trouble Minds with Mike and Rohan. Go right ahead, sir. Hello. Glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to have you. Uh, so have you heard of Yuri Geller? Let's start there. Yeah, I've heard a little bit here and there. Um, so, yeah, the thing I kind of, that keep, that keeps coming to mind is, if you look into enough people that have claimed to have psychic powers, or even, um, any other paranormal, paranormal abilities, you may find that there have been times where they were proven to be, um, misleading or hoaxing. But then you might also find afterwards, in later events or later situations, where actual paranormal stuff will happen around them, even if they were faking before. Right, so meaning that, uh, like, this is an inherent thing? Is something you can learn? Well, I'm not sure what you mean there. Well, and or that it, 
it, part of it has to do with everyone involved. Maybe even getting back to Rohan's point earlier about the positivity. Maybe it takes everyone to believe in what's going on for it to happen in some cases. They have to give up that energy for whatever to happen. Okay, I see. I see. Yeah, take on that, Rohan? Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, I'm glad you've mentioned, brought that point up actually, and another one, James, because that's sort of what I was trying to say earlier um, to, to Joseph. Um, it, there's an element to it. It's, it's highlighted a lot in a book uh, called Real Magic by uh, Dean Radin. There's, there's, a, there's an element to this stuff, right, that we call magic, yeah, where you kind of, it kind of works for you if you think it will work for you and you do the right stuff and if you don't people don't tend to get it and it's almost like going back to that thing that einstein said about you know if you get your, align yourself with the frequency of the reality you want you can't help but get that reality but the same is true for if you don't do that if you align with negative stuff or thinking it can't happen then it can't because you're not allowing it to because you've got free will you know what i'm saying like like another example is if you think that you, your, your, your high school sweetheart is the only woman for you, and love can only come then through that one lens. And there's a lot of people on the planet that you could be with, and you're really narrowing down your options by forcing the universe to put it all through that one lens. Do you know what I mean? Which is why I say fire and forget with stuff, with creativity and things, because, you know, the more open you are to things, I think the more opportunities you get, sort of thing. Yeah, and also, just I'm just thinking now about that video that um, in the chat of of um, Yuri Geller on the the Johnny Carson show. I mean, that's a lot of people there. And if you were, I wonder if you were to poll, you know, or survey those all those people that were there, and ask them, Do you, did you expect that to happen? Did you expect the spoons to bend? You know, what 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 numbers would you get? That's a good, great, in fact, an absolutely brilliant and very important point you've made there, James, because, you know, if there's enough people there kind of willing it not to happen or expecting it not to, we're talking frequencies, aren't there? Maybe they can override him. Maybe he's, he's been out, got drunk the night before, you know, and he's not feeling too hot. You know, maybe he's not been meditating for weeks or whatever. Maybe he can't do it because you have to keep practicing, like going to the gym, you know, you have to keep keep rehearsing you know you're singing to stay good at it so maybe there is an element to that and in fact there is a tiny bit of scientific uh, data to back it up in that there was once an experiment where they had the you know the baby chickens that get hatched in front of a, a robot that's designed to move around in a pen randomly and the chickens are like kind of it seems are willing the robot to move in front of the chicken pen more often than going other places but when they tried it with humans it was more kind of like 50-50. So they were saying, well, yeah, but humans, it was unexplained that humans aren't, they're not in a desperate situation. They don't need that robot to come and move in order to get fed and stay alive. So the chickens would have been A, more desperate, and B, they wouldn't have had these like limitating, you know, negative thought patterns that we've got. So we're more advanced in terms of being able to think and process stuff and consciousness, but we can be negative with that as well, which holds us back, you know. Yeah, and I mean, you even hear that with some people that that, that um, say, I'd like, oh, I'd like to have a paranormal experience, but it hasn't happened yet, you know? And 
sometimes I wonder if in some cases, obviously not all, I never like to make any generalizations, but if they're actually, by maybe not believing or, or not being open-minded to it, that's not going to happen as easily. Yeah, so sort of like you can uh, you can sort of stamp out the energy around you with with your negativity, right? I wonder, I wonder. And uh, it is a good point about the the Johnny Carson show and how uh, Yuri Geller couldn't bend the spoons. I wonder if that uh, how you're describing maybe the audience there was somehow maybe blocking that. I don't know. Again, like I said, there there are some people that that truly believe Yuri Geller can do all the things that he says he can do. But then, like I said, there's the whole other contingent that says that he's just a, a giant fraud and everything he's done is a hoax his whole life. But I don't know. Uh, back back to what Night Stalker said there. They uh, the CIA believed it. <laughs> so, hmm, I don't know. I yeah, yeah. And even if there's even if there's a mix of those two, even if there's some stuff that. Maybe it was hoaxed, or there's some, and then but there's some stuff that wasn't. Do you then do you throw out everything? I don't think that's a good idea to do either. Yeah, you can. Um, that's not the that way science works. That could be why the CIA was still interested. They're like, well, okay, some of this, yeah, it's obviously not, you know, obviously set up, but there's some of this we can't ignore. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, take on that, Rowan. That's okay. I got you. Sorry, I got you. I'm mute. I'm mute. <laughs> That's okay. I got you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> go right ahead. Well, I think I think for me, when I ask someone this stuff, I think it's if if I to answer the question, do I think Yuri Geller can do these things? I would say that I, it's almost like I'm splitting hairs and trying to wriggle out of it. But I would say that I, know, I I genuinely believe that these things are possible, so he could potentially do them. So I think. Unless there's obvious signs of someone being fraudulent, I'm just going to take the word for it, like I will with you guys. You know, because I know that this stuff can, some of this stuff can happen. I can go, yeah, well, why not? As much as like, if you tell me, oh, I throw a cricket ball in the air and it fell to the ground after, I've seen it a lot of times. So I think, yeah, that probably did happen. Do you know what I'm saying? So I think it's more a case of like, we need to. I mean, like, like on the other hand, I mean, James made another good point. What we was talking about orbs earlier. We can be mistaken about stuff, you know, and there are orbs, orbs in terms of photography where you get these artifacts that are found in there, especially with compact cameras because of the flash being pretty close to the lens and it's a narrow angle and so it highlights artifacts and you get these uh, backscatter orb things. So, so some of them are just, you know, artifacts. Do you know what I'm saying? So that's, I think we have to balance these things out, don't we? Use our own determination and importantly, trust our determination trust our conclusions in ourselves and, and then it's I think of it more like stand on your own truth when you know to be real you know the immediate presence of your own fault experience is the closest you're ever going to get to a truth so I'd say stick with that trust your, trust your compass you know and that's why you're going to try and take calm and chilled and be nice to people because then your emotional guidance system should be pretty accurate you know yeah, yeah. and ahead, that's the amazing thing about orbs is that they are so divisive in, in the whole paranormal community, but but if you look at it again, it's <clears throat> excuse me, it's um you have to take all those things into consideration. You know, know that in some cases, yes, they're probably optical illusions because of camera conditions or whatever, like like Ron just explained. But then if you think about it, we still don't know what orbs are. If they are spirits or, or beings, or if they are if they are aliens, to use the word. We have no idea because most of the time they just appear as lights. 
Yeah. And a lot of them do um, artifacts stay in one place or they might change angle a bit and kind of, you know, whether, you know, if the light, light's moving down a line or something, it's been highlighted. But at the same, but you get orbs in video that move around. You know what I'm saying? They're changing direction and changing speeds and stuff. And, and so, and they seem to be almost sometimes they're interested in objects nearby. Do you know what I'm saying? So they're more difficult to explain, sort of thing. And there's a really great example, actually, of this stuff with um, with both, you know, the backscatter and apparently seeing things, both in one video footage with NASA, with the shuttle mission STS-75, where they had the experiment to trail a tether behind a shuttle to try and uh, see if they can draw ele uh, electrical power off the like, magnetosphere. And it turned out to be too big a charge and kind of fried it. But when they lay the tether out, which is a couple of miles long, you are seeing kind of backscatter effect a bit. But then you're also seeing other stuff. And they say, oh, it's just particles, bits of ice, whatever. But some of these things are like pulsating disks or little orbs. And they seem to be, you know, gathering, coagulating around this kind of long tether thing. And some of them look to apparently are a mile or so in diameter. Because they're going in behind the tether and in front of it. So you can gauge the distance knowing this thing's, you know, so many miles long. So it's like, it's almost like, if you watch that, look it up, you see on YouTube, NASA STS-75. And it almost looks like when you get submersibles going in the deep sea. And you see, yeah, you see bits of debris, but you also see bits of life coming near the light and stuff and or swimming away from it. So it's, you know, it's interesting to think about. Yeah, maybe it's some kind of some kind of consciousness that we don't we don't know yet. We don't we can't identify yet. Exactly right, and that's that's uh, that's why we talk about this stuff because it, it all kind of blends together. That whole UFO thing, like we talk about uh, Doctor Stephen Greer being able to summon these things, and he calls them UFOs or whatever. But what the hell is he actually summoning? <laughs> that's that's a that's a whole other weird one that we've talked about quite a lot as well. Uh, James, I gotta say, my man, I have to say, you are getting very comfortable and very good talking on podcast my friend <laughs> very very well nice. you know when it when you do it so much i guess ah. eventually it does you start to get used to it ah you know how you get to carnegie hall don't you james something about practice practice so, yeah. practice you, you you are you are fantastic my friend uh james here has a podcast called salcedo paranormal you can uh, check him out links in the description down below and he does paranormal stuff five nights a week uh go say hi to james he's a good dude he's a good friend of mine and a good friend of the show i appreciate it uh, always great stuff we'll talk to you soon my friend have a great night thank you you too Thanks a lot. All right. Easy as that, right? Uh, you can give us a call. We're still talking about Yuri Geller. And we're going to get back to his story in just a sec here because it gets more fascinating after he had that UFO uh, incident that gave him these mysterious powers, right? And we'll get to that in just a sec. If you want to be part of the show tonight, we're here with our good friend, the famous Liam Martin, the mighty Rohan of the Exiled Minds podcast. And you can actually uh, follow him as well. Uh, there's a link in the description down below. And uh, there you go. Easy as that. Uh, so, so what else do we know about Yuri Geller. Um, here we go. There's some more. So, so we heard this. Um, this actual. Uh, he got kind of zapped by a an orb when he was very young, and, and when he came to, he says that he had some sort of these uh, powers, mental powers, right? And there it is. Of course, my webcam takes a dump. Uh, so, so anyway, in uh, so in 1971, during a hypnosis session, he came out with new details regarding this incident. He recalled that a faceless figure emerged out of a large shining craft holding a bright object. It lit so brightly that Geller passed out. 
Uh, he also served as a paratrooper in Israeli Defense Forces, but after getting wounded during battle, uh, the Battle for Jerusalem, he decided to become a model. There we go. <laughs> now you're talking. Uh, Geller got fame after he showed his spoon-bending abilities to photographers. He was invited to prestigious house parties that included government officials, generals, etc. Now this is where it starts to get pretty crazy. One day he went to a party where he met former Israel Prime Minister Golda Meir, M-E-I-R. He showed his, abil- showed his abilities to her by drawing exactly what uh, by by drawing exactly what she drew in the bathroom after that his life changed as he started getting popular that time he was the most popular man after mirror mm, interesting there you go there's a uh, the, him reading minds right um let's see here's here's another one let's see anything on that rohan as we, we're just kind of talking about uh this yuri geller character does he have superpowers or is this just a big fraud situation any take on that yeah yeah you can train in I say I think most well I say most people can do it to some degree. Just how good you can get at it, and if that's a guy that's ended up prominent, it's a, probably a guy that's either practiced a lot or been ve- invested in a lot, or like say you're a little bit ahead because uh, some UFO ball hit you and gave you a little helping hand. But like I say, one way or another, it's it's doable. Yeah, uh, it, well, and then again, uh, back to the, the fact that the CIA was actually interested in this. So here, this here starts to get even more wild. His popularity drew the attention of the U.S. government. He played an important role in the CIA investigation into ESP and psychokinesis. In one experiment for the CIA, Geller was isolated in a room to draw the same picture that had been drawn by another person in another room. He drew a picture of a square with diagonals. In 2017, the CIA released some 12 million pages of records revealing details about Project Stargate, which is exactly what he was part of there. Uh, One of Geller's least known claims is about working with NASA. He got acquainted with Apollo 14 astronaut Edgar Mitchell, and later, the two became friends. He was then asked by Mitchell to become a legendary German-born American, uh, sorry, to meet. He was asked by Mitchell to meet a legendary German-born American aerospace engineer, Werner von Braun. And this is where the plot thickens, right? Like, <laughs> oh, Werner von Braun. Uh, that individual. Uh, anything to say about any of that, Rohan, before? We got about maybe two and a half minutes before we take a break here. But uh, yeah. wild that the CIA started, uh, well, kind of kind of believing in this, huh? It's Yeah, let's say on the surface of it, uh, you know, certainly surface deep, it's, it's like I say, it seems like crazy talk, tinfoil hat stuff, right? But like, uh, only a tiny bit of scratching beneath us. We, we see no, you know, agencies and you know people with the resources to study this stuff properly have indeed done. So. Okay, so there's clearly an interest in it. So then, just that one point, the fact that it gets laughed at and poo-pooed, is an insult because we can see clearly tons and tons of examples where governments are saying on the one hand in public, ha it's all silly, and on the other hand, spending loads of taxpayers' money studying it. You know, so either way, they need either calling up for negligence with the spending or, do you know what I'm saying? It's that two faces, you know what I mean? So it's, yeah, it's that game. But it's, you know, it's a gatekeeper thing, sort of gatekeeper thing. It's why you have to do it for yourself. So you have to look for yourself all the time. You know, and I think that's part of the mindset of the oligarchs as well. It's like a bit of a game, you know, and you've got to you've got to look and use your free will. Like yeah. I've often said in this country, in the UK, there's been no laws to say that anybody's got to wear a mask. And, they, and then there's several exemptions and anybody can claim them and nobody has to prove their exemption. 
So technically, nobody ever had to wear one, but many people thought they did. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. This actual no law. Do you know what I mean? So it just shows it's interesting that it still happens anyway, you know? And well, and he's still, uh, again, one of, one of the uh, still famous. I mean, we're talking about years and years and years ago. And uh, do you really think now, now a couple of questions regarding this. Do you th- really think Yuri Geller could have been like, just think of it in terms of this, like such, such a, an adept illus- illusionist that he fooled heads of state with parlor tricks enough that they invited him yeah. to be part of top secret experiments <laughs> projects like i don't think so i don't think so there's yeah. no way do you know what i mean it's just not and i know there's going to be some screw-ups here and there but you know it's not it's not it's because it's, i think it's like anything else like just like athletes you have to practice for many years to get really good and that's what uh, apparently Yuri Geller was doing. So we're still talking about this. Uh, sorry about that, Rohan. Uh, you guys had echo. Uh, remind me and I'll turn that off. <laughs> I turned it on so you can hear the music, but uh, yeah, my bad. Uh, so if you want to be part of the show, we're talking about Yuri Geller tonight. And do you think it's possible to bend spoons with your mind? We're here with our good friend, the mighty Rohan of Exiled Minds Podcast. And give us a call, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. This is Trouble Minds. I'm Michael Strange. Don't go anywhere. More Yuri Geller, Spoon Bending, Project Stargate, and you when we return. Be right back. time to start firing up the grill from city to shore acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season download the acme app the shop for this season's essentials any way you want open the acme app clip your deals then order your items online an experienced acme associate will carefully select your groceries bag your order and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we're here tonight with our good friend, the mighty Rohan of the Exiled Minds podcast, and we're streaming on Rockfin, YouTube, DLive, and Twitter, and we're broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. We're taking your phone calls tonight as we discuss this individual by the name of Yuri Geller, the infamous spoonbender of Project Stargate, CIA, met Werner Von Braun, and all kinds of crazy stuff, this guy, and he has said recently there's an alien invasion imminent what do you believe 702-957-1037 that's 702-957-1037 and we'll put you on the show you can talk to myself you can talk to rohan and you never know you absolutely never know who might be listening out there (laughs) welcome back rohan are you there test one two well mostly here that's that's fine hey uh, are you uh remote viewing in from wherever you're actually at <laughs> oh not yet not yet not I'm quite not, yet i'm not. gonna skip that and go straight to the astral projection all right straight to I the astral to, projection behind you bro yeah mike disappeared 
Right. All right. All right. Perfect. Perfect. I'll look over my shoulder. I got a camera behind me. So if you pop up behind me, man, and I turn around and punch, I'm sorry. You got to warn me first. Natural <laughs> uh, eyes in the back of your head. You're like special <laughs> forces, aren't you? Exactly. Exactly. Don't, don't. Yeah. It, I always say that I got to, uh, like the octopus arms. I got eight arms because, you know, for to do a real radio show, everybody has to have the board operator and the call screeners and all the rest. No, it's just me. <laughs> just pressing all the buttons all the time you know so. what? that's that's that was where google glasses could come in really handy that you'd be able to do that wouldn't you with them that'd be crazy I, I, well yeah actually. be able to eyes in the back of your head yeah exactly exactly uh, put a little camera on the back of my hat and you'd never you'd never know it just be be like ninja style and turn around and karate chop you in the neck yeah definitely so so uh what's up uh shout out to crab apple out there uh thanks for sending a tip on rockfin appreciate that very much uh okay so the thing is this right we're we're talking about this yuri geller character all right and he's uh, again he worked with the cia project stargate uh and he, again he's he's one of probably the the world's most notorious notable psychics right i mean can you think of anybody more famous or infamous than yuri geller rohan well, contemporaneously no he's he's the guy into when it comes to that stuff he's the, the i suppose he's the designated uh, real magician you know you got like your Copperfields and your David Blaines and stuff, and he's the guy that know he can maybe really do stuff. And he's had a few decades to sort of build a name, hasn't it? At, like I say, at a good time when it was people finding out this stuff's real. Because you know they were talking about all this ESP stuff in the fifties with um, prominent figures like Carl Rogers, you know, father of the uh, uh, person-centered talking therapy. You know, it was the scholars were talking about this stuff in the 50s. And I think I think personally what happened is from the 50s to the 70s, started to figure out there might be something to it. So pumped the money in to find out once and for all. And in the 70s, famously, as we've mentioned, you know, they found out with the reviewing studies that actually, damn it, you can do stuff with this. You can get intel. That's the thing. So and then there's no limit time and space borders you could just go anywhere like i said before with the robert monroe thing when he was you know accidentally ended up doing this astral projection stuff and he's tried to visit canada and he's got astral bodyguards and i sorry not today you need an appointment sort of thing you know yeah and uh, i don't know I, i'm split on this because i i do believe all kinds of things are possible right and, and remote viewing and some of this stuff but i'm not so sure like i'm not sold on this particular guy but again like you said you you uh you over there and, and is, is he he's okay so he's israeli right he was in the israeli special forces and so maybe maybe you got a little more exposure to him i don't know like i don't remember anything about this guy really like in in maybe american media maybe i wasn't paying attention but uh i just don't seem to have a lot uh, i don't remember anything about him other than you know you kind of read him popping up from time to time saying something wild like this he's got another claim too by the way check this out as i want to add this in uh but uh, oh here we go this is from a uh, pranksters.com check this out uh it says classic hoaxes yuri geller the greatest prankster of all time <laughs> there's 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 an interesting take on that uh there is more let's see um 
Let's see. He had the quote from Werner Von Braun. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, looking here from you guys. If you want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037. Uh, click the Discord link at troubleminds.org, uh, and we'll put you on the show. Let's see. There's more here. Tons of stuff that Night Stalker sent me. Pretty good stuff. Let me find this one I'm looking for. Uh, let's see. Uh, apparently. Oh, oh, okay. So he's got a connection to the Nine, right? Uh, we've, we've talked about the Nine as um, sort of that alien... Um, whatever that is, right? The alien council, right? The council of nine. You heard of these guys, right, Rohan? Yeah, the council of yeah. This that um, the Galactic Federation is that in there? Yeah, in there? or whatever. Exactly. They're called by many names, but yeah, yeah, different things. I think. Yeah, it was pretty wild stuff. So there's a book here called uh, The Nine, and uh, Night Stalker sent that in. We'll let him talk about it in a second. He says he's going to call in. Where is this thing? So uh, so apparently also, uh, here it is, here it is. No, Yuri Geller was a spy for the CIA. No, not that. Uh, I can't find it. Anyway, I had a link here that uh, he was uh, claimed. Re- oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. All right. This is from Jason Colavito, and again, he's sort of a... Now, a poopy pants skeptic. That's what I like to call him because he super is. And uh, but but anyway, he's got this on his blog. Uh, Yuri Geller claims to have divined the location of the Ark of the Covenant. And this is a this is a tweet directly from Yuri Geller himself. It says, "I know where the Ark of the Covenant is. I will find it. Mark my words. It will be an earth-shattering his- historical tsunami and an archaeological and theological earthquake. Dowsing ancient soap factory I located under my museum gave me the." inspiration there you go there you go and i don't know man aliens and the ark of the covenant oh boy it starts starts to starts to make my tinfoil tingle <laughs> what about you rowan yeah i was i want to throw uh, some some religious figures in there why not hey get them on in there you hey know? if you're gonna tell a story tell it right definitely tell it right yeah so so i don't know like again this is what i mean like kind of uh, i don't know if i'm going to call him tom DeLong level but tom DeLong likes to hype a lot of things as well right with uh advanced propulsion techniques that he was raising money for that we never really saw anything from and you know there's a lot of people that say a lot of things what was it david wilcock recently i think he's talking about making a flying car things like this i mean it's like at some point like you can't just keep saying things you got to show us some things right like you got to where are the aliens bro where are the aliens yeah or at least or at least like i say you know wave your maybe juice about a little bit just to let people know that you're advertising maybe juice and troubled minds because you know because otherwise you make these like absolutes have talked about it you make these predictions you pick dates or make absolute statements usually on a hiding to nothing aren't you i usually end up backtracking because we don't know nobody knows you know what i'm saying but we can speculate and i think but but at the same time i think it, it, i think the hype in it has developed naturally as, as as part and parcel of it and i think at least a little bit of hype is actually necessary because it's like i suppose we've got like let's say two pressures working against each other letting stuff get out and not letting stuff get out you know inlet and outlet valves are in conflict so I think because we've had so much pressure holding it down for so long, we kind of have to overcook it a bit. We've got to turn the pressure up a little bit higher than normal. We've got to go a little bit hype to overcome the fact that we're so down on it. You know, we've been oppressed for so long. We've had so much truth hidden. And that then ties back into that 
sort of special secret ingredient of making magic work or manifesting what you want or having your, you know, your dream goal board and working towards it and keep visualizing it. I think it's, I think that's like the key as far as I'm concerned. It seems to be the key that you've got to be able to, because you're taking charge of your thoughts then, aren't you? And, and making that vision like you often do it, Michael. That's why I, I it's, to me, it's, it's in a, in the, with the greatest respect possible. It's almost laughable to me when we talk about magic because I kind of feel like I watch you do it. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's, I think sometimes it's context and then the way you define things as well. Like, uh, Oh, you say you're saying I'm, I'm like a, I'm like, I'm like a, a level two magic user from D and D or something. Yeah. You're like, a, yeah, like a, yeah. <laughs> I think you're just so used to doing it. But I think, Cause and unless I tie it back into that motivational stuff and that positive belief and making stuff happen because you, know where you're getting to because you know how to do it and you've gone and found out how to do stuff and figured out what the mistakes are ironed out the creases and now you know how to do it you know you're going to do it so you know so you've already wrote your future that you want to have and the only thing that's going to change it is if you change what you want do you know what i'm saying and uh. then people would say that's laser focus or someone being self-determined which well, I suppose it is, isn't it? Self-determination. But I think it's how strong you can make that carrier wave is how big you're building up your magical charge, in a way. That's, how, that's where you're tapping into the force, which ties back into what one of the commentators, uh, the commenters said in the chat. What's cloud bursting? Well, that's a Kate Bush song. It's about Orgon, Organite. Those little Organite pyramids. We can build up this charge, right? And there's a, there's a video of it where they've made this machine. And, the, and it's Donald Sutherland in the video, and he looks a bit like Einstein. And that's really a, a trope of um, Wilhelm Reich when he made his argon generator cloudbusters and made it rain in the desert. And that was using studies from studying orgasms. Do you know what I'm saying? So all these things really tie in intimately into you. Do you know what I mean? Like gotcha. you're the engine, the secret cog that makes the universe kind of work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got really, you. Really, we're like gods. I got you. All right. All right. So I just got promoted, and I enjoy it very much. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> but, but I get you. I understand. I understand what you're saying. And, uh, you know, other people have said that. And it's not, uh, again, I don't know. I don't like it's one of those things like I don't like considering it because I think it's, um, I, uh, I don't know. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. Uh, because we have another special guest here. We're, again, we're here. Uh, we're talking with, uh, uh, with the mighty Rohan here of the Exiled Minds podcast. Give him a, a follow. He's got uh, some amazing work going on over there. And, uh, uh, little birdie told me he's going to be active again on his podcast real soon so check it out give him some love uh, give him some downloads listen to the amazing things he says and uh, as you can tell he's uh, saying more amazing things tonight if uh, if you want to be part of the show we're taking your phone calls talking about this yuri geller fellow what do you think about him his cia connections his psychic powers uh, can he really bend spoons with his mind who knows what the hell's going on with this 702-957-1037 that's 702-957-1037 let's go to derek in massachusetts the night's Stalker, what's up, brother? You're welcome. You're on Trouble Minds with Mike and Rohan. Go right ahead, sir. Coming on, you guys. Great show tonight. Thank you very Great much. Great job, Rohan. Thank you, thank you. This is this one's inspired by you, by the way. Uh, send me that late night message. So, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I saw uh, you uh, talking about it in the chat. So I'm like, oh, let's, let's talk Yuri. I just wanted to encourage you to do a, a Yuri show. You know, yeah, cool definitely. stuff, cool maybe juice. Yeah, definitely. So, so what what do you know about this guy? Do you think he's legit, the real deal, somewhere in between? Um, it's, it's a complicated question, you know, like, I think it's, 
not that binary, like whether he's like hoax or actual uh, have magical powers or not. Like, I think, yeah, he can. He's probably a psychic. He can probably do some of these crazy things. I can see there being a mechanism baked into not being able to bend spoons on television. Like, I can see. I can like. I don't blame him for that per se. If there, if he is tapping into some kind of thing, but um, I'm very interested in, interested in like the synchro mystic stuff and i follow up like uh, chris knowles and a lot of these different researchers who kind of track these uh different possible agendas in the zeitgeist and that type of stuff and what these like elites are actually trying to do in like these different synchronicities like they're kind of inter or interwoven between these different narratives and stuff so and the secret sun people the chris knowles people specifically they they love to go after yuri geller like they think he's like kind of BS, but more like, but more so, they think he's like just part of this weird MK Ultra CIA mind control entity contact mashup of stuff. That like what they're doing is real. Maybe like what they're telling us isn't what they're actually doing, but the whole point of it is that the psychic ability, psychic abilities and stuff, is um, a way to come into contact with, with entities, like whether they're aliens or ultra terrestrials or what they are but that's kind of what they're trying to do and i think he might be might be part of that you know and i like i like that rabbit hole like the idea that he was given these these um powers by some kind of orb when he's like a little kid and then gets wrapped up in all this in like fame and like rubbing elbows with celebrities and high high powered political figures this gets my conspiracy mind like really going you know and then comes in all the mk ultra stuff and everything yeah, and he was uh, he, again. Uh, we were talking a little bit last night about this uh, offline, and and you said you said no, I don't trust him <laughs> because yeah. because why though? He's got a lot of strange connections to a lot of strange people as well, right? That's the thing. Yeah, I, when I said I don't trust him, I he he might be one hundred percent honest. Like everything that's where it gets tricky with the MK Ultra stuff is like everything that they say, they might one hundred percent believe. It's like when people talk about. Uh, when you, when you get into the real mucky muck of like the NASA stuff and like the astronauts, the idea that no, 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 they believe they went somewhere, but and they but they looked all dazed after they came back because they were on some kind of like LSD mind control trip and they got told they went to space and they actually did or something like that. Where like with the MK Ultra stuff, with this trauma, this trauma based mind control, that the I don't know. It's like with the celebrities, they might not be on purpose trying to guide humanity in, into bad places, but because of this like trauma-based control, they're used as um, vehicles to like move forward a narrative, you know? So do I believe he has psychic powers? Yes, I don't believe he's a hoax in that way, but I don't trust the celebrity of him, you know? And like you guys are talking about, or like Rohan, you're talking about like your first experience with him and like him being on the radio and kind of getting into the minds of people via the radio, you know? And that's kind of what I see him as, maybe the most famous kind of psychic like this, this like this famous psychic spy, this kind of figurehead for this, injecting this idea, this spoon bending idea that then got put into the matrix and stuff. That he had like maybe that's his goal. Maybe that's what the CIA is really using. They're less interested in bending bending metal utensils and more so injecting memes into the zeitgeist like aliens are about to invade. Get ready for it. You know? Take on that, Rohan? 
Yeah, I think that's yeah, that's an important point as well because I think that's on on one level that would be exactly correct. I would say that that's definitely going to happen as part of the mandate of what these agencies are designed for, right? I'm supposed yeah. to do these things and see where they'll go, and if there's and if it turns out that the reality of life on Earth is is you know so many steps levels bigger than what we thought. You know, because maybe we've got to deal with the reality of, let's say, I don't know, let me pick, let's say, Chubacabras, Bigfoot, and Fairies are all real giants too, and whatever, and a few of them things that were supposed to be woo woo are real. Because some of them are going to be. So let's say these six crazy things all turn out to be real. Then that stacked up might be too much. You know, literally, it's not about, you know, War of the Worlds or Aliens going to come. That's too simple. Aliens going to come and beat us up with advanced technology. No, no, no. Because it would have happened, right? I think maybe what it is is that there's so many weird things that it probably takes time to prepare you in much yeah. the same way as doing training or much the same way as, like, the Tower of Babel or, since they mentioned, the Ark of the Covenant, in much the same way as that. Because when people stole the Ark, they ended up getting what was described similar to radiation sickness. And they brought that thing back and said, you know, we don't want it. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So I think there's something, well, what do you think? <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's with like, what if we realize that all these different phenomena are like more connected than we even think so? Like the, the more so than they're just coming out of portals and stuff. They're all like some weird metaphysical thing. What if they're just... Jacques Vallée style, like this, the puppet hand injecting itself into this reality. They're all, they're, it's just the same phenomena, the same trickster thing taking different shape. And it's, the shape is predicated on what human consciousness is projecting it as. So yeah. to then use somebody whose, whose power is to like get inside like a mentalist, um, a famous, and then to like popularize them, and to like then popularize the, the idea of psychic abilities and get the culture um, ready for like the power of the mind to then bring on 2022 where you have Demi Lovato summoning UFOs and stuff. Like I said in the chat earlier, but is it an invasion if they're invited? Like, what are we summoning? What are they summoning? What are we like? What are we bringing in? Like, I don't know. Does he mean? Does he mean aliens from space? Because he's talking all kinds of stuff. Like, I don't know if you want to get into the to the Council of Nine stuff, Mike. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. What? What? Uh, can you brief us on that real quick? What? What is? How yeah. is he involved in that? So, so I'm not an expert on the Council of Nine, but it's it's this like group of supposed extraterrestrials, supposedly from Sirius, but come into contact with humans via like channeling and stuff. So back like in the late 40s like early 50s um this this woman uh doctor after world war ii i'm just gonna read from this uh from this excerpt here that i sent you earlier sure i don't know how to pronounce her name uh, if i heard it i'd be it would ring a bell but um after world war ii dr uh andrea puriarch purich emerged as the army's foremost expert on magic mushrooms seances and all things occult uh Perik, a uh, champion and Israeli magician named Yuri Geller, as the world's foremost psychic, reportedly Geller's psychic abilities had been taught to him by aliens. Before LSD became the CIA's mind drug of choice, uh, Perik uh, had been investigating whether magic mushrooms might serve as the same function. Um, 
Burke had been uh, having secret meetings with high-ranking officers from the Pentagon, CIA, Office of Naval, Naval Intelligence at Fort Derrick, um, the heart of MKUltra, the CIA's most closely guarded secret. Burke has also been organizing seances for the super-rich. Most of this remains classified and file sealed forever, just disappeared like most of MKUltra. So to me, the seance thing is the most interesting part to me. So like in the late, so after World War II in the late 40s, early 50s, there was a seance in Maine. It was like this, this woman, this doctor, a, uh, like a, a, an army general, one of the DuPonts at the time, um, and a couple of the elites, and they were doing the seance to contact these entities. And, that, and these entities presented themselves as the Council of Nine. And this is a thing that like Gene Roddenberry got Star Trek, like the guy who invented Epsilon, like the founder of Epsilon was there, and that's the guy who, who was like one of Roddenberry's mentors and gave him the information, which later became Star Trek. So we talk about our entities giving us ideas to move culture forward. We talk about it in technology terms a lot, but just the ideas are like it's almost as interesting, if not more so. So like everything we are a big chunk of what we think about is like the Galactic Federation or UFOs or aliens is from Star Trek, you know, and that information also comes from the Council of Nine. And this serious thing, it's also, that's, that's Greer serious. So the, the guy who is summoning UFOs and teaching celebrities how to summon UFOs and all this kind of stuff. It's like, as a culture, they're prepping us to like bring something in, call something forward, you know? And I don't know, it brings a lot of, like we're running out of time, I know, but it brings a lot of weirdness and maybe juice. And I can hang over if you want um, to the next, next hour, if you want to, uh, Okay. Deeper into this, if you want. okay. Okay. Sweet. We got MJ on the phone as well, so we'll go to him in the top of the hour. Yeah, we went in first. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, all right. So hang tight, guys. Uh, so we're here with uh, the mighty Rohan, and uh, thank you again to Rohan for spending your time with us tonight and being part of this show. Uh, thanks for knowing a lot more about uh, Yuri Geller than I do, because like I said, it's it seems strange to me that we didn't get a lot of his coverage uh, over here in the states, or maybe I just wasn't paying attention. It's very possible that I was a knucklehead. But uh, you want you want to tease uh, what's coming up with your podcast or any projects you're working on my friend oh um, well oh, you could call me off balance there but yeah yeah i'm going to start back up soon taking a little break in that but i'm hoping to get you on mike because um, i think i've done nine episodes so i might get you on for the next restart like it's in that double figures in it you got so, it you yeah. got it book it yeah. i'm ready you know me i'm ready uh, let's let's uh, let's set it up because 100 uh, percent i'm in i appreciate you asking me and uh, i appreciate you being here with us tonight uh, this is the mighty rohan and please give him a follow he's got a podcast called exiled minds and you heard it here first michael strange is going to be on there for episode number 10 you're the best rohan uh, thank you derek for helping us with this and uh inspiring this show last night thanks to everybody for listening and being part of this conversation and all the rest of these conversations because without you these conversations do not happen uh thanks again for all of this and as we finish it goes a little something like this if you're listening to us on the fringe fm stay tuned for joe roop lighting the void if you're listening to us on any other platform stay tuned for a third hour of troubled minds and be sure be strong be true i see you mj coming straight to you as soon as we get off of the radio here and uh thank you for listening guys from our troubled minds to yours have a great night
All right. Easy as that. Easy as that. Thanks for thanks for holding over there, Derek. And uh, thanks, Rohan, for being here with us tonight. We're going to keep on trucking. We're going to keep doing this. We got uh, uh, MJ's been waiting on the phone for just a little little while here. I uh, appreciate you being patient. Let's, uh, let's cut the break and come back to this right after we go to... Uh MJ. MJ, you are on Troubled Minds with Mike, Derek, and Rohan. Go right ahead, my friend. How are you tonight? Hey, Michael. How's it going? Ah, doing very well. Uh, you know, uh, living the dream, talking about crazy shit on a Monday night. Just another Monday night at Troubled Minds. <laughs> uh, go right ahead. You, you, uh, you mentioned something. Uh, it looks like it says MJ Alien Invasion in the, the call notes there. But uh, go right ahead. You, if you have a take on this and Yuri Geller explaining this alien invasion thing, what do you think? Uh, kind of, yeah, because that's what I got told today. Okay, I told be by? A, um, like an invasion. See, what people don't realize, it's um, when you get into the abductions, and it's a serious thing going on for a long time. I woke up uh, this morning, I checked my arm again, I have a major scoop taken out of my arm. It wasn't there. Um, two nights ago or two days ago, I checked the inside of my right thigh cause it was itching and I looked at it and I had two different lines, three dots in the perfect row, about a little less than two inches long in two different areas. Okay. When you start seeing stuff like that on your body, you've been abducted. Something was done. And about four nights ago, two nights in a row, I've had, I've never had violent dreams at all, ever. I've never been attacked, nothing like that. I've never been, you know, mine were more educational, spiritual, learning kind of thing. I've had two dreams back to back that I was being attacked. And one was out in front of my house in a dream on the road that I live off of, in front of my house, being attacked. Um, and I got on my, I have a spirit board, so take everything I say with a major grain of salt, because um, I do. And, you know, I went on and I said, who was that? And he said, it was the grays. So, so I, I go into a little bit deeper kind of like meditation and I will contact them and said, I want to talk to them directly. Okay. And the energy and the, the way the pendulum moves, it all changes. It's just a much more cold, calculated feeling of energy. Um, and basically what they were telling me was, that they're planning an invasion, the grays, but you know, and they're supposed to come in. And I said, is this going to be like, you know, like you've been doing before, like quietly coming in and abducting people. And they said, no, it's going to be open. You will know that it's going on. People will know. Um, and not everybody's going to buy into it, but the people it's happening to, they will know exactly what's going on. Now, um, I've been told for several years, that I'm carrying information that could rearrange this. It's not an ego thing. And it's like I said, say what I take, what I say with a major grain of salt. Um, but I have information from birth that could rearrange what happens. Um, and like I said, I, I don't even know if it's true or not. I just get, I keep getting told this. I get the same information over and over again. And this is through the board. Um, and back in 1993, I had an incident, which I've talked to you, on your show about with those two people that came into that bookstore and that woman was doing something to the back of my head. And I could never figure out for the longest time what that was about. And I was just told recently she was trying to get that information. Now the information I was told tonight could destroy the grays because they're more of a Borg like um, beings or collective. And if you take out the main hub, you take them all out. 
Okay, that's so, that sounds uh, familiar in in many ways. There, um, so so, uh, but you but so you do think it is coming? Then you think so? So do you think that this Yuri Geller guy? Have you, you've heard of him, right? No, I've never heard of him. Okay, okay. So, but it seems like maybe he's tuning into the same energy, possibly that you are, because he he literally just came out uh, just I a couple of days ago and said something similar, not not identical, but similar. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm getting this stuff. And I've never been afraid of my dreams. The second dream I had where they literally, it was kind of a weird thing. Um, but I was driving like a vehicle, like a school bus. And I parked it on the, on the side of the road next to my house. But I backed it up to my mailbox. And I looked up on the bank that was on my yard. And I saw this guy standing there. And I realized he's got really big black eyes. And I was in a school bus, so I started, and I just pulled off. But I didn't start it like an engine. I just kind of moved it forward with my mind or, you know, like an accelerator with your, your foot or something. And I got out of there. And he was pointing something. I thought he had a gun. And I got, I got like, he's got a gun. I just, go. And it was something round he was pointing at me. Now that I remember it, it's, it was more round, like a radar gun or like, you know, the, the uh, state police have their radar gun to test your speed you're going kind of looked like that in a sense, but it was round. Um, I've never been scared at all. I woke up at five o'clock in the morning. I ran around my house, turning all my floodlights on, on the outside of the house and stayed awake. I could not go back to sleep. That's pretty wild. So so you're sensing some kind of something, some kind of darkness that's, uh, that's maybe imminent here. I don't like it. I don't, I don't, you know, it's like I'm outside and I just don't want to go outside. I'm outside for a little while. It's got to be in the sunlight. Um, if it gets too cloudy, I come in, you know, um, I, my, I keep hearing stuff rustling around on the outside, you know, out, and it's cold here. We got cold, we got snow. There's nothing outside running around, but I hear rustling outside. So I don't know. Um, but that's what I got today. And when you guys were talking about it, oh my God, <laughs> it's getting the same freaking thing. Yeah. Not, not us. Yuri, Yuri Geller, this individual. So we're talking about it in terms of what he said, but it, odd that you're, you're tuned into a similar thing. Uh, pretty wild stuff. Uh, so we're, we're talking, Mike, we're, uh, go ahead, go ahead, Derek. What, what's the, what's the info that you have that could, that could change the trajectory of this invasion? Do you know yet? Um, it's like I said, it's like, um, and if I say it, you know, and it probably won't happen, I'm hoping, um, and it could be totally wrong. It'd be some, you know, bullshit little entity on the board, you know, but this has been going on for a couple of years now. I've been told about it, not just like, you know, a whimsical thing, but it's been a repetitive information coming in. And usually on your spirit boards, you don't get that much repetitive stuff. You just don't. Um, and I've also found out that I'm telekinesis with my pendulum. I can move it any direction I want it to go. I just have to put thought into it. And it'll swing around to whatever I want it to do. So I've kind of been careful about that. But in the beginning, it was talking to Grays that were telling me that the information is like a code that I have stored in the back of my head. And then this code basically comes out and they feed the code in and somehow it, it, it breaks up the Grays or destroys them or, you know, stops their whatever they're getting ready to do. So the greys are communicating via spirit board. So are they, are they from space or are they something else? Um, they're around very close. They're from space. They're here. They're just like a veil away. I, it's just, okay. it's getting me nervous now. 
yeah. they're a bail away. Um, but they're around. And see, when I was out in Arizona, it was quite heavy then. I could have five dreams a night of stuff going on and remember all five of them. I'd wake up in the morning and I'd see um, geometric shapes on my ceiling as I was waking up. And then I finally wake up and then you see the popcorn ceiling. But before that, I see something, a geometric shape there. And I've seen geometric shapes. Phoenix is, there are four corner states. It's, it's a hub there. If you want to go have an experience, go to one of the four corner states and you will have all kinds of stuff going on. Um, when I got back on the East Coast, a lot of it settled down. But my feeling is there, I think once they have a contact with you, they don't lose you. They find you. And that's what keeps happening here. But it seems to be speeding up because I'm getting more marks on my body when I wake up than I've ever had. Yeah. Well. Wow. That's, That's pretty, pretty well. Yeah, great question there, uh, Derek. Uh, good stuff. Um, so, so, uh, so you think maybe something's imminent? Can you do me a favor, MJ? If uh, if uh, you get more of this, could you uh, call us back and keep us updated? I appreciate that very much. If I'm around. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Of course you're going to be around. Come on, come on. Of course, I'll uh, be around. Gotcha, gotcha. Meaning, meaning they they might uh, take. You. Have you had abduction experiences? Yeah, that's what I've had burns. I wake up and had burns in my right arm. Uh, you know, I went to bed without them and I woke up with burns in my arm. I mean, literal burns. They were, it was kind of weird because they were old, um, not old scabs, but they were like three to four days, anyway, I think about five days old. But I went to bed with no, uh, the burns on the right side of my arm. It was on the back of my arm and underneath my forearm. And there was three little tiny ones together in a row, then one on the back of my arm. And when I went, I was sitting and I woke up, it's like 10 in the morning. I'm getting breakfast. Like, well, I'm not, you know, I thought it was like eight in the morning. I just realized it's 10 in the morning. I'm having breakfast out on the front porch. And suddenly the back, back of my right arm starts to sting. So I put my finger back down and feel around and I put my finger on the scab. It started to sting. And I, you know, I pulled it around, looked at it. It was a burn mark, Yee. but the scab itself was wow. more like sandpaper. And I was like, okay. And I thought, you know, I'll get some Neosporin and put it on there. I put Neosporin on there. It stung even worse. So I finally got some uh, organic honey. I was on a show, let's say, Crow's 777. And the guy was talking about honey. And he said, it's very medicinal. I thought, you know, I've got that. I'll look for it. Put it on there. Soothe it completely. No more stinging on both parts. But what I noticed was 45 minutes later, usually honey stays sticky for a long time on your body. It's like syrup. On the, the scab itself, it crystallized and it was hard like plastic. I could take my finger oh, and geez. tap it and it was felt like plastic. That's, That's weird. weird. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, let me know. I don't know. Uh, again, uh, I don't have any, like, uh, as you know me, I don't have any inside sources. It's all you guys. So uh, let me know if something uh, escalates here, starts developing. Uh, please, please give me a call. I'd, uh, I'd, I'd, I want to be the first to know. <laughs> uh, better to know than not okay. to know, right? I, I appreciate it, bro. <laughs> Thanks for the call. <laughs> All right, I'll talk MJ, have a great night. That's uh, MJ in Virginia, a longtime friend of the show uh, over there. You can find him on the the Fringe Discord as well, and um, also on ours at uh, TroubleMinds.org. Click the Discord link. Um, takes on that, gentlemen. That's that's pretty wild. MJ, MJ's got some um, some interesting experiences that he's had in his life there, and uh, that that creeps me out, man. Waking up with something that uh, uh, creeps yes. me out. Creeps me out. I actually, this is weird. I, I, one day, uh, I actually woke up with like. I don't have any like weird experiences in my life, but like one morning, like on like my bicep, I had like five like red dots in like a semicircle 
in like a perfect semicircle. And like it didn't hurt or anything. And I could touch him. Um, and it like felt like a bump. And it's never happened before and or since. Like not like they weren't. They didn't seem like they were bug bites. But and I was and that was the only time I ever wondered. Like yeah, I wonder if something happened to me at night. You know, but I don't know what that what that, what that would have been. But it's a weird thing. Like the phenomena of waking up and or like people having detectable implants in them or things that like evidence that something happened to them at night is very trippy to me. Yeah, pretty wild stuff. Uh, it takes on that, Rohan. Do you think there's the, maybe there is a connection here? Maybe him and Uri Geller somehow are maybe tuning into the same thing? Well, well I suppose the least we can say it's all part of the same phenomenon because, of course, we, we passed away now, sadly, but we used to have the surgeon, uh, is it Roger, uh, Roger Lear, that um, uh, used to oh. extract people's implants. He used exactly. to kind of screen, screen people that used to contact him make sure it's people and just got a cyst or something you know or just deluded but, it, yeah. but so he'd screen people and then he'd, he'd find stuff and then he'd take them out and they got some creepy stories man i mean a couple of times more than at least more than once they had you know they had these little grain of sand sized things you know that seems unusual metal that seems to break down unless you put it in plasma like blood plasma it just starts dissolving Right, so they had to figure out, they had to preserve it in blood plasma, as if you're tricking it to think it's still inside a body. Okay, so, and it's, but it's only doing RF signals, so that's only short range. So that indicates whoever's, the, oh, they've got to be nearby. Do you know what I mean? So it seems unusual. Do you know what I'm saying? And then, but there were some of them that were described, Witness Struber is supposed to have one of these ones, where they were described more like, a bit like a, a worm or a bit of a centipede where we could kind of like wiggle a bit and try and move away from you trying to get it out with the little tweezers. And you think if it's moving in you, as if it's intelligent. You know what I'm saying? So I think, I think it was Whitley Streber that had one of them and decided to say, just leave it. Could just leave it in because it was struggling, you know? So, I mean, that's the stuff of nightmares, isn't it? Sort of thing. Yeah, for sure. To Mike's call, like, the Greys using the spirit boards, like the, the seances to contact aliens is just really interesting to me. It's just, what is that about? Like, is it just, is it just the, any technology, any advanced technologies is, is magic thing? Or is it, what are we really dealing with? Are we dealing with things from space? Are we, do aliens use magic? Are they just communicating with Ouija boards like they're walkie talkies? Or are we communicating with something else? Are the greys the same thing that Crowley contacted with, like, Lamb and brought, like, through, like, is it, is an invasion, is an alien invasion the same thing as the portals, the abyss opening up and the hordes of demons coming through? Is that what we're going to get? Like, yeah. what are we dealing with here, you know? And consider this, that today we call it conspiracy theorists, right? Tinfoil hat stuff, tropes written that, but that's been, had to be programmed into us to think that way. Yeah. And you think back to those days, People at the turn of the um, 20th century, yeah, from 1900s and onwards, they're, they're, the, the people that are the scholarly class and people doing well in the world are detailed, orientated people. They're wearing nice clothes, they're very orderly, they're well-spoken, they've got much larger vocabularies than us. Okay, they're intelligent people looking in details. So are they just wasting the time with all this stuff? No, they're exploring like we're trying to do, but they're doing it. And I think what's happened is at some point we started to make these discoveries from 1900 to 1940, 1950. We decided, right, now we're going to shut this stuff down because this, this, this is crazy. 
you know what I'm saying? I think it's one of them. And I think they've concluded, right, we need an excuse to shut this down. So, you know, you go for the old War of the Worlds scenario. Yeah. You know, the Brookings will say, oh, let's just shut it down. But in reality, these are latest technologies, right, that we've discovered. But we, it turns out the technology is us. So the technology is the R&D department's got nothing to do. It's already built. It's already been beta tested. Works really well. So all of a sudden, you've got a next level technology and everybody's got it. No need, you can't sell it. It's already been distributed. Everybody's got registered software and uh, hardware. Everyone's got a copy. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's next level technology that's come along, which is a, a you know the, the sort of biggest game changer you can imagine. So that's the promise of like a sort of golden age. But at the same time, there's, a, there's this uh, saying that all things can be too good to be true. But in this case, it's not. Do you know what I'm saying? And then, but then, then, then if you look back in what does this history say, we get this in our religious teachings, don't we? They're telling us this is the case. And now we're getting some scientific evidence saying, well, this seems to be the case. And then some people seem to be exhibiting things that say this is the case. And then some of us think, let's try it. And in our own personal experience, we start to find out that, yes, this seems to be the case. And so I think it's that natural process of gradually eking out this new reality. And like you say, then the governments of the world are, are going to put that into the pop culture to help this process along. And I've just yeah. been wondering along the way, while I've been talking about this stuff, perhaps some of these rituals, these magical practices and stuff, perhaps some of that's necessary to counter stuff that's being done to us. You know, if there's like 100 spells being cast in us to make us a prison planet, Maybe it takes a thousand spells to undo it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, there's so many grey areas of stuff. I mean, yeah. I had something yeah. I found fascinating that um, in these the, this Buddhism stuff with these initiates, apparently it's, uh, Joseph Stalin was one, and he and he was more grey, not necessarily super evil, because his intention he really thought he was doing his best for Russia, what was the best of Russia, but just did the same atrocities as someone like Hitler who was more pure, just evil. Do you know what I'm saying? So there's so many grey areas, and I think that's why we have to drink that maybe juice in order to be able to look at everything and yeah. still keep our wits about us, you know? Yeah. I mean, and people could have good intentions, and then dealing with these entities could just bring about, like if they're working on timescales that we can't really calculate, then things that might seem um, insignificant in like, in from our perspective might lead to something more negative, you know, you don't even need to be like a megamaniacal person kind of trying to talk to, talk to demons to make something happen. It could just be getting, getting a technology from somebody and then injecting it into, into the zeitgeist, into culture and then having that take some kind of detrimental effect later on down the road, you know, like it's just like this, like, Faustian bargain thing like what are we what are we dealing with here that's giving us these technologies like are we sure are we yeah like maybe these crafts are us but are we getting it from somewhere else like and if so where is is it from like a craft ship that we're getting are we picking up remnants of stuff or are we getting ideas from seances with like elite people and psychics and the military and getting blueprints from uh, demons or ultra terrestrials or something other than what we think it is, you know? And then like, we're having this, like the council of nine is responsible 
for what we, if you track that st- that Star Trek thing, or what we think about when we think about space aliens and like flying saucers and ships and the and the Disney idea of aliens from space. But like, other than that narrative taking over, it's it's like much more weird and magical and like and like the like the hitchhiker thing the uh the the poltergeist phenomena the idea like that that was like kind of snuck into that like uh military report about about ufos a couple months ago the idea that people are coming in contact with this craft with whatever whatever technology this is and then coming home with like poltergeist activity and then people coming into contact with them are getting it it's like a, it's like a contagious like paranormal virus that we're getting from technology so what are we dealing with and like then the cia is involved and all that kind of stuff so that's where my <laughs> suspicion is you know it's like it's like it's not it's not is it is he a hoax or is he not a hoax it's like who is controlling these people and for what reason and like the narratives and like what what, what are we being made to think and and for what reason to bring about what you know is he telling us there's an alien invasion so like we, I don't know, because he's very good at like injecting memes into our minds and like to bring about an alien invasion, like Topa style, like Cthulhu style, like we were talking about the other night, you know, it gets complicated, it gets murky. Yeah. And you know who was talking about that? I don't know if you caught any of that coast to coast last night with, um, uh, the, the CIA guy. Jason no, no, I missed Simivin. it. Yeah. yeah. I, I missed it too. No, I missed it. But he, he's, he's, he's sort of one of the guys, Jim Simivin, uh, if you guys don't know, he, he was on coast to coast last night with, uh, George Knapp. And I, I only caught just a little bit of it, but he was saying that, uh, or he, he, he actually believes he, he, he founded, um, one of the founders of, uh, to the stars Academy was Tom DeLong and that whole bit. And he's, you know, the, yeah. in with the, uh, the blood. So's Ryan Bledsoe and these entities that they see things like this yeah. once again, right. Sort of spirits, but also orbs, but both like sort of full yeah. body apparition type stuff, but then also orbs in the sky. I mean, and he's, he's all in on this. He said he had like an abduction experience himself and he didn't want to let uh, too much information out. Cause he said he was still under, uh, under study, like some sort of investigation. Yeah. This is a CIA guy. And so it's like, yeah. it's like, once again, like you said, so what's happening here? Are we being played by that angle or are the CIA being played by some cosmic angle? <laughs> what the hell's really yeah, going I, on here? I, big, big, big picture. I feel like I always bring this up and like I'm being a dead, dead horse, but it feels like as a culture, we're being conditioned to summon something that like the, it, it, the vampire needs to be invited in that we're, we're being, we're as a society inviting something in it's like the that oreo promotion they had with the ufo offering or whatever that is like uh what you do to fairies and elves and and whoever you leave out offerings and stuff and and it's it's this deal with non-physical entities these ultra terrestrials and it feels like as a culture that's what we're doing we're, we're summoning something we're, we're bringing we're bringing i don't know something so we're bringing something in and like I hate, like, it sounds like I'm talking about like aliens and demons, and it's just like a, sounds like a nonsense, like, Christian perspective, but that's not what I'm saying. I said, like, wh- whatever entity is, is like, we don't have the terms for it, but it's like murkier than what we, it's like more complicated than what we think it is. Like, speaking of Tom DeLong and stuff, like, there's a chapter in his book where he talks about um, blood sacrifices to contact these entities. Like, it's in his book. That's in the book. Like, for like a whole chapter. Um, Peter Lavenda wrote it with them. And Peter Lavenda is currently writing 
a book about Kenneth Grant, Cthulhu, and the Typhon Warriors. Like it's all. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, all in the it's all in the pot, you know. And uh, I'd like to go back to the to the council like to the that woman that that doctor. Um, this is a quote from Um talking about how. He had, he had that original contact when he was three to give himself the, the, the powers. And then he had like other sightings and stuff throughout his life, but it like way, way amplified when he met this, this doctor, um, when he's like 25, I guess. And, uh, here's a quote, um, from his, from his own website. Uh, one day when Uri was in a deep hypnotic trance, the quote voice spoke through him and delivered the following message. Quote, it was us who found Uri in the garden when he was three. It was, he, was, he is our helper sent to help man. We have programmed him in the garden for many years to come. And he was also programmed not to remember. On this day, his work begins. Uh, Andrea, you are, the, you are to take care of him. Which makes it sound like he is like, I don't know, being used by entities. You know? It, like, uh, I don't know, sent to help man. Sent to, he's been programmed in the garden to than to help man help me and what get ready for our coming <laughs> presence like get ready for, like what do you think Ron? i think um that that is all part and parcel of of how this stuff works you know because i think that like i say the summonings of technology it's all part of this like what we call magic thing i think that's yeah. like i say it's next level stuff I always go back to that um that episode of joe rogan where alex jones is on and it's like you know, yeah. the return of Alex Jones and it's all big, you know, comeback sort of thing. And he's, and he's doing that bit where he's, he's, he has a bit of a rant about CERN, saying they're using, you know, they're using psychedelics, um, deep meditation, the latest technologies, medically induced near-death experiences to get to the in-between places so they can make deals and ask that's exa- for information. That's exactly right. Intel. Yeah, that's exactly, that's, that's, what, that's, that's what that quote about uh, this lady was. Like, she was interested, like, that... Before LSD, they were using um, mushrooms and stuff like to the CIA to induce this state to like do what you're talking about to come into contact with these entities to to have these these Faustian bargains, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. Sorry, and you asked um, a really important, I thought it was a really important and kind of scary question that uh, if they're invaded, are the invaders? If they've been invited, can you can still consider uh, or consider them to be invaders? And 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 if they've been invited, then the answer would be no. They're not invaders, are they? But then it, that's where the rubber meets the road because it comes down then to contracts, and that's where we can relate it to, like say, a Christian idea of the devil and demons and making contracts. But really, right. it's uh, it's more. If think of it more in legal terms, legal shenanigans. I think it comes down to that Operation High Jump. Ended up making a treater, the graded treater, give us some technology in exchange for whatever, some genetic samples, take some people, right? But we didn't personally sign up for it. So it's like legal shenanigans, like a, a legality loophole stalling tactic. So one particular faction of one particular government in one particular country cuts a deal with some invaders so they become not invaders they become invited here part of our legal system on earth exactly but at the same time as individual person personages we didn't personally sign up to the contract and the terms 
so it's not valid so it stalls it all out and i think it's in the hopes of like you say try and get us to get us really negative and sort of just summon negativity let's say just that enough just that on its own and then we'll kind of give up it'll make it more difficult you know really slow things down so the likes of the galactic federation of light and and the dominion and the brotherhood of whatever all those sorts of people and the ashtar commands they might give up and it's always oh, too big a job let's just leave these humans and forget it sort of thing i think it's more one of them so it's a game of like attrition do you know what i'm saying but so that means then but the good news is that that means that as an individual every time you don't do the negativity and feed into it and are able to elevate yourself and, and control yourself and keep your faculties you're doing your bit you're fighting the good fight by staying nice you're fighting that frequency do you know what i'm saying so so i think that part of the new age bit is like literally true and i think that's how it works it's about building a charge and, and which flavor is it going to be is it going to be feeding this wolf or that wolf you know the older the old adage yeah yeah pretty wild stuff i i'm still creeped out by the fact that uh gray aliens try and communicate through a spirit board <laughs> so, i know that's what i mean yeah still trying to wrap my mind around hey, that and, and 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 yeah, and then like you said, that whole seance bit—it's like it's like what the hell's really going on here? Is it creepy yeah. as hell? And, and like Crowley, Crowley, Crowley conjured a gray. Like that's so. What are grays? Like the idea that there's some type of synthetic intelligence just—it doesn't resonate. It doesn't resonate with me, you know. Like, and I don't think like they're like demons from hell or something. But I think they're. I don't. I'm not positive if they're from space either. You know, like, I think there's something that we don't understand and we haven't, we, I say ultra terrestrial and that's like the closest I think we, we have to it, but there's just, there's something else. And I think the, their machinations and stuff, their plans for us are maybe too complex or too, maybe even nonsensical from our perspective to really wrap our heads around what they're trying to do, you know? And that, that's kind of what I think synchromysticism is, is trying to like, um, try to like read the tea leaves when it comes when when it's like when, when it's the zeitgeist and see what what is brewing, you know. And mm. like the New Age community aspect of it, like th- that's that's the Council of Nine, like these alien saviors and stuff. These these things that are kind of this ascension idea, like these New Age people say the word seriously and they spell it like serious. Like because because of the Council of Nine, like that's who the all these people who are channeling everything, they're talking to these things. So if if they're real, or like I don't know, I, 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 I don't know. And and just whenever it gets mixed up with the elites and like the the, the deep state, like the the um not the deep state, the the military, the security state, it, um gets my suspicion up, you know. And just the MK Ultra connections and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but, that national security—you got to love it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Yuri, Yuri goes a weird guy. Um, I'm taking up too much time. But uh, before I he, uh, a couple of fun facts about him too. He um, has a museum where he has uh, John Lennon's egg that he says John Lennon had a couple of UFO encounters, and one of them he was given this like golden egg from the aliens, and that's apparently in John Lennon in a. Eric Geller's museum, and then last year or over the summer or something, he said that uh, he he um, psychically altered the World Cup to 
help England in the World Cup. He like he helped him. He helped him win. I guess. He's not only bending bending spoons, but he's bending uh, bending it like Beckham out there for the for the World Cup. <laughs> bending <it> like Beckham. <laughs> uh, also, also, uh, go go ahead, Rohan. Oh, it's the same way. Hey, nice joke. <laughs> uh, also, uh, uh, Derek sent me this as well. This is from the Jerusalem Post, and or, or no, uh, sorry, this is an ad for the Jerusalem Post. But on his social media, Yuri Geller said, in March 29th, twenty twenty-one, to all my friends and the star readers, we did it. We released the ship. Our, our well done. Our front yeah. page cover story was one hundred percent accurate. This was a mammoth task, but with your mind power and self belief, we all together freed the ship. Your sheer positive energy also helped the ground crew efforts. Well done to them too i congratulate you all i knew we could do it and of course he's talking about that <laughs> ship that was stuck in the suez canal right <laughs> yeah so crazy that's yeah. pretty wild stuff so so again is this stuff hap- is this stuff really happening out there that's the question right yeah. that's that's the thing tonight and again like, I, I i'm with you i think it's less important is the guy a fraud or not because uh is it real is it not but what else is really going on i think it's probably the, yeah, the yeah. greater question here regarding all that so yeah. very well said uh what else you got derek um, to, to those like last few things, so, like th- those are the ones that kind of make your eyes roll. Like, what's this guy really doing? Like, is, is he do you really think he helped? He's like Suez Canal. That's the Suez Canal thing. But like, how, how much is, is it? Is he just trying to like get back in the media and, and sell books? And does he does he need a paycheck type of type of deal? But also, if you if you take this these like metaphysical ideas seriously, then like, what if he is creating some type of collective of people who were like using their mental powers for one unified purpose and then by giving like these false um kind of like boosts kind of like making making people think that they did something kind of like a like a placebo effect like oh yeah we did that like our our mental powers freed the the ship from the canal and we fixed something maybe that in turn actually gives whatever this group is real powers you know like like you were saying earlier on like how in that, in that fake it to make it idea. So then, when he says aliens are coming, this this hive mind of people who are, who have their focused attention is thinking, okay, here come the here come the aliens, and then this whatever this demonic force is is like, hey, here we are, you know, <laughs> like, but we're in the shape of aliens, you know, like I don't I, I don't know, like as far as just an invasion in general, I think it's like two tiered that there's the whole like they might do something to bring in a next wave of technology like the alien saviors to give us this new tech and like bring on this new age or whatever but then separately i think there's the summoning thing that we're bringing something else in or like something that maybe is connected to that other thing but i don't know is like seems darker and just i don't know i'm not sure i'm rambling but uh Great stuff, you guys. Yeah, you too. Uh, there's a, this is a, a super weird thing too. I want to kind of this all loops back to the, the Yuri Geller story when he was um, three years old and uh, the, the the orb found him and zapped him and gave him these superpowers. Right? Check this out. Yeah. So he says uh, we were talking about him meeting Werner von Braun. All right. And so here's this. Uh, after after he met him, the story goes like this. This is from HowAndWise.com. Uh, Geller was shown a piece of metal at von Braun's office. It was now. Listen to this. This is quote that now now shown a piece of UFO metal. All right, in Werner von Braun's office. This is the quote. It was breathing, three oh, three dimensional, 
and a color I had never seen before, but it was metal. I put my hand on it, and I realized right away that it wasn't from this planet. Von Braun said I was right, and that it was from a crashed UFO, he explained. He never found out from where this metal had come from. But I, I thought that was cr- like a gate. That one gave me the chills. I was like, oh, God. Like, he, like, he, it was he found breathing. This, what does that mean? It was breathing. Like, yeah. And yeah. a color he had never seen before, but it was metal. Right there. Right there. If you, know, you don't some, believe me, it's in the thing. Uh, that's some color out of space, Lovecraft stuff right there. Just like, what the hell is that? Like, it was like, I don't know. Like, the, I'm, I'm so just on a aliens are weirder than we think mindset kind of like last year or so that it's just just because we see a craft doesn't mean that's what it is and that's like i think it's more complicated and even if we find some kind of crash crash craft that they throw at us i don't think it's beyond their abilities to like manifest that and to like conjure that or whatever it is that that's i don't i'm not convinced that it's just an advanced ship from space and that's like I'd be interested to see what he thinks the invasion will look like. Like that's what I'm most curious. Like what what form of invasion does he foresee happening? Like Independence Day style, or like I don't know. Is it going to be some type of um, alien pose- like possession type thing? Like where I don't know. We're some kind of incursion of our of the of the soul. I don't know. I don't know. Wild don't stuff. Know. Wild stuff. I Wild stuff. I appreciate it, Derek. You were the best. Uh, you seem seem like you're getting uh, getting winded, my friend. You all right? <laughs> you gonna make it? <laughs> I just don't want to ramble too much. It's a uh, it's it's Ramon's show tonight. So uh, I'll let you guys go. Everybody, give uh, give the Night Stalker a follow. He's got a YouTube channel, a trailer. Check it out, and uh, links in the description. Derek's the best. I appreciate it very much. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great night. All right, Rohan. Rohan, what what do you think uh, about that? Now, I wanted I wanted to kind of bring that back around, right? So, so if we're if we're talking in terms of like UFOs as uh, maybe entities, right? And so they're saying that they have this material from a crashed UFO that Yuri Geller touched in the office of Werner von Braun, no less. Then uh, we're we're back to the idea that where we kind of started that he got zapped by this orb and w- almost the first thing you said tonight was that we 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 don't really know if this stuff is like like a ship itself like like we try and describe these things as like vehicles like we would use or if these orbs in the sky are actually like the entities themselves right and then he's get, has this piece of metal that's breathing. Like, what on God's green earth is going on now? How how about this then? What about this is just speculative. So what you do with science is speculating on how that could happen. Okay, so so maybe maybe it's a case of then. So we talk about these uh, like next level technologies. So maybe this is like biotech. Okay, so so maybe there's things in nature. Well, we know there's things in nature that can sort of do it better than we know how to do it. So, so maybe like like some I think some grasshoppers have got sort of cogs in the knees, so they can kind of ratchet them back, and then that's how they can do an explosive jump. So, get sort of nature tricks. So maybe this is a case of you design genetically design a kind of being that's a well-designed uh, craft, and it's alive. Then, so it's got um, a, a big neural network. Its whole body maybe is like a brain. But it's also got kind of different parts of the ship that represent organs in a body. So in order to fix, you know, part of the engine, let's say, maybe that's like reaching in and, and, and repairing somebody's uh, lungs. Do you know what I'm saying? You grow an entity 
then maybe you've, you can use that kind of psychic energy using the force, so to speak. Maybe it can amplify it, you know, and then maybe it's a case of these are like pets or like members of the family that you have, you know, an emotional connection with. Do you know what I'm saying? Then you don't need any controls, do you? Do you know what I'm saying? It's like a kind of symbiotic thing where you're kind of using that to amplify your own sort of sci natural psi abilities. So you can just imagine the place you want to go to and sort of manifest it. And perhaps that's why you get shape-shifting craft. Because if it's coming out of one dimensional space to another, you, it's like you're only seeing cross-sections of it. So maybe you get funny shapes, you know? Like if you imagine you walking through a really thin wall of light you know into another dimension you're gonna get just only your nose is gonna pop through first or if you've got really big boobies only your boobies are gonna go through first aren't they so you're gonna see those two bits first little cross sections of it changing shape and then the rest of your body's your torso and your legs are gonna start to be revealed so the shape will change radically to, as you kind of pass through that dimension do you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah, that's back to that video, the 4D toys, which is linked in the uh, <laughs> in the, in the Discord chat. If you guys haven't seen that, it's pretty amazing. Discussing uh, basically what that looks like, kind of passing through these dimensional walls, or I guess that would be the veil, wouldn't it? We talk about the veil in terms of maybe yeah. you know ghosts and things like this, but if you say the other side of the veil, it could simply be like a scientific term for you know a fourth dimensional existence, right? Yeah. Yeah, or maybe like a bridge in between the two. In fact, um, coincidentally, no, Synchronicity, Synchronicity King, Derek, just been on the Fringe TV show, the Fringe station. That um, In the TV show, they make a dimensional bridge between two dimensions, like a local pocket reality bit. Do you know what I'm saying? So I just think, well, that's, it could be that kind of stuff. And then I think MJ was sort of alluding to that stuff in his call as well. You know, yeah, he mentioned something I thought was uh, quite uh, fascinating where he'd said um, it seemed like the energy while that experience was happening seemed more calculated and I thought that was an interesting thing to say I was curious about that I thought it and he mentioned geometric shapes and I thought well, that's a bit like the beginnings of a psychedelic experience geometric shapes or what the Buddhists call the bardo state you know or, or you get these uh, time slowing down events when uh, people have accidents like, like you know traumatic incidents or like in performing martial arts you get that sort of slowdown thing like a slightly altered frequency do you know what i'm saying a bit of time dilation going on yeah yeah exactly and and w w again in the end what is what the hell does all this mean i, I have no freaking idea other than uh we started with yuri geller and alien invasion imminent I don't know, man. I don't know. That's uh, uh, the interesting times we live in. That's for damn sure, one hundred percent. We got uh, we got a phone call. Uh, ready to take a phone call, Rohan? You ready for this? Sure, sure am. Sure am. F fire and forget. <laughs> Let's do it. That's uh, that needs to be a t-shirt as well, Rohan. Fire and forget. Uh, we got uh, Matt in California. What's happening, my brother? Welcome to Troubled Minds. How are you? Welcome. You're on with Mike and Rohan. Go right ahead, sir. How's it going, guys? Pretty good. Pretty good. Talking about weird okay. shit on a Monday night, doing our thing, man. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to jump in and talk about um, this guy saying, in, you know, he's a psychic and he's saying that we're going to have an um, alien invasion. Right. And it's like, if, if he's psychic, you know, you're so vague. You can't give me more. I want more answers. You know, like you can't tell me when, where, what. That's, that's all you're going to give me. <laughs> 
this an alien invasion is coming. Exactly. Exactly. You can't like, give me. De- you can't give details. Well, he did say he did say that they're going to make themselves known and they're going to land on the White House lawn. So, <laughs> cross your fingers. Uh, I'm I'm praying this one's going to happen. Let's let's make this happen, guys. Can we manifest aliens on the White House lawn? Because that that would be amazing. <laughs> but yeah, you're you're right. Uh, again, part part of this whole thing that again, to me is uh, I don't like the the, the splotchy details like you're describing. Uh, it it's like come on, like. Who? Which aliens? Right? Like, there's a, there's a lot apparently. Uh, you know the, yeah. the the mantids and the the reptilians and the greys. Which ones is it? You know, like I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, I have more. I have more questions. Like when <laughs> and all yeah. that. You know. Exactly. Exactly. You can't are, tell are, me that. are they going to bring food? Manna from heaven? What's going on with this? <laughs> <laughs> right when's the party when's yeah. the party 100 percent. yeah uh, so so what else you got my friend uh, so uh, how about this have you ever heard of yuri geller before tonight or is this a, a new new individual to you um i've heard of his name but i didn't know much about him uh so i did learn about him i didn't know about the ufo um thing him being touched by ufo which is interesting is it being touched by ufo or a ball of light will give you psychic powers. Uh, it kind of reminds me of that movie Phenomenon with John Travolta. Have you ever seen that one? I've never seen that one, no. Uh, uh, without spoiling, it's just pretty much John Travolta falls down and he sees a light and then it, you know, he gets like telekinesis and like psychic powers. But they ne- like in the movie, it's interesting because they never really say like, they never tell you like what it is. Like, did he hit his head and like knock something loose? Did he have like a brain aneurysm or did he actually like get touched by a UFO, get touched by a light in the sky? Like they never really tell you like what happened. So I think that's interesting. Um, like being touched by a orb or a light in the sky and then getting psychic powers. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. It almost sounds like it might be uh, based yeah, on I, his story, huh? That's weird. Yeah. I've heard I've heard his name before, um, especially in this article recently that's been out that's saying, you know, individual saying um, alien invasion, which I usually just skip over that because it just sounds like, trying to you guys are saying, it sounds like it's asking for it, you know? Yeah, kind of. I have heard of him. I heard, I've heard of him through um, the remote viewing stuff. I know, his, I remember his name, but I didn't know much about him. Gotcha. But uh, I did the call. I want to talk, I want to talk about, um, like, how I say, like, I believe in this stuff. I believe in psychic powers and things like this. And uh, talking about, we were talking earlier about um, cloud busting. Can I talk about that? Yeah, go right ahead. Absolutely. Um, so, like, this stuff, this is, like, 101, like, mental, you know, um, how do you say it? Psychic development. Um, so, it clears your mind. It, you know, it uses the power of air to, like, clear your mind. It, so, it helps you... Um, and the thing with all this stuff is, you know, I think it's weird or whatever. Uh, if you don't do it, you know, say practice, practice, practice. If you don't try it, you'll never know if you could do it. So this is something that anybody can do. You don't have to be like a level 10 magician or like initiated into any like crazy cults or anything. Um, anybody can do this. Uh, you just go outside on a day when you can see the sky and you can see clouds, moderately cloudy day. And just like, you know, state your intention. Just say, I want to um, break apart this cloud with my mind, um, you know, for the good for the good of all, you know. And pick a cloud, focus your intention in the 
this um, most people say is start out like in the center of the cloud and try to like just basically like will the cloud to break apart, visualize it breaking apart uh, in your mind, ask it to break apart and just be patient and see if you can, you know, focus on this piece of the cloud and try to break it off, break it apart. I usually try to do it like on the edges and try to break like a piece off of the cloud. But this is um, start in the middle and try to just like see if you just like break apart a cloud with your mind. And it's kind of trippy because if you try it, like I said, you, you have to try it. Um, it does work. I've had it work. And um, sometimes maybe if it doesn't work, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't supposed to be like the cloud was supposed to stay together for like a weather pattern or whatever. But it's one of those things, you, the more you try it, the more um, results you get. And for some people, something like that, that simple, it can like change the perception of like what we can do with our minds. And uh, with the spoon bending stuff, um, I, I keep trying it. I've never, I've never actually done it. <laughs> but in the Matrix, they say, you know, there is no spoon. That was uh, for in the Matrix, it being like a simulation program, there really was no spoon. But with um, spoon bending, the way I, I was taught is you're not, you're not trying to bend the spoon. What you're trying to do is um, focusing on like the thinnest part of the metal like right before the spoon opens up and like you try to heat that up with your mind, like try to visualize it getting hotter and hotter and turning it into heat. And then you can like heat that. If you can heat that part of the spoon up, it will like melt the spoon. The metal will be more malleable and then the spoon will bend. Just gra- gravity. That. Like gravity never- will bend it down yeah. because, because you've heated it. I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Again, I've never tried, never seen it happen. Uh, so yeah, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. I mean, you'll never know if you don't try. Yeah, exactly. That's for sure. That's for damn sure. Uh, shout out to Matt here. Him and him and uh, his wife Lacey came out, and we had uh, we had dinner on Friday night. I, I appreciate that. That was a good time. And uh, I'm uh, uh, always a little bit uh, hesitant because I thought maybe Matt would be weirded out and be like, "Oh, Mike's a weird dude. I'm not coming back." But here he is, calling me on Monday. <laughs> I appreciate it very much, bro. No, it's all good, man. Uh, good show tonight. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, anything for him before he takes off there, Rohan, about uh, cloud busting or any of that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like I love that cloud busting example because, like I say, it's in. If you look back into it, you got the Wilhelm Reich stuff, and and uh, uh, you have Sigmund mm-hmm. Freud and this Kinsey guy. So it's it's really interesting. It's definitely worth looking up. So I'm glad you you brought that up again. And like I say, there's all that pyramid power, organ energy, and yeah, I think. Uh, there's definitely something yeah. to what I would say there is. Because he did make it rain in the desert. He saved some strawberry crops, I think. So it's like, well, you know, there's definitely something lurking behind this stuff. And and I've come to this understanding with myself that if there's a Star Wars type, the Force, then it's this thing that we call, there we call it with the Wilhelm Reich studies, um, we call it organ energy or organite. And then, and then the east they call it chi, or in the south, uh, south of Asia they call it prana. You know, like the key stuff, the key yeah. gong, the and it's magnetism. And it's interesting you was talking about the heat because then that sounds like um, electrothermocoupling. Now, therm- you know, thermostats you have two different metals that would heat up, you know, at a different rate, so it makes one of them bend, you know, because of thin line. And it's, it's kind of like that. So then I think, well, hang on. Does that mean that our magnetism, perhaps, or some mechanism 
can agitate molecules to create enough heat energy to then bend the spoon. But then, and I keep harking back to remote viewing, but in remote viewing, it's been discovered that you, you, if you do remote viewing in a completely dark room, you can measure how many photons are there. There's still a few odd bits in there. And when people remote view the target, you get an increase in the amount of photons. And the same as when a sperm enters an egg in conception, you get a little flash of light. So it seems, you know, there's some sound and light phenomenon going on in terms of communication with human beings. And the same can be said for our cells. They use sound and light to communicate as well. You know, so it's food for thought. Good stuff. Yeah, I would say this, this stuff is, um, you know, it's been around ancient it's for a long time. And so like science is kind of just now catching up to it, giving you names and stuff. Right on. Right on. Appreciate it. Matt, Matt in California. Thanks, Mike. Have a good night. Thanks. You too. Appreciate it. Very, very good stuff. Uh, there you go. Easy as that. Uh, you just pick up the phone, you dial, you can be on the show. Uh, I'm here with our good friend, Rohan, the famous Liam Martin. He's got a podcast called uh, Exiled Minds. And you heard it here first. Uh, the next episode is going to feature yours truly, Michael Strange. Looking forward to that. Uh, we'll, we'll set that up, Rohan, and get it done. And um, we've got a few minutes left here. So if you guys want to squeak in with another phone call or jump into Discord, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And we'll put you on the show. Click the Discord link at troubledminds.org. And um, I don't know, man, what, what's, the, what's the, the final thought here to kind of ramp this down, Rohan? Is it... Uh, I, I, I kind of like where Night Stalker was headed myself with it. it it's, it's less important whether Yuri himself is real or not real, but uh, also it, what's what's really going on in the world around us. I think that's the craziest part, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that's my sort of uh, general take home of it as well. And I had a little joke going on in my head about perhaps um, perhaps the uh, Elon Musk Tesla technology. Maybe they, they didn't get it working, but they fake it somehow. And then that makes people believe in it enough to think that it works. And so then it becomes possible when they figure out a way to make it work. Do you know what I'm saying? A bit like pulling the answer from the future because you put yourself like on a timeline where it's now possible. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And and again, uh, we we always talk about these sort of manifesting things. And uh, and again, uh, I like the idea. So we, we were kicking around the idea, Rohan and I, of uh, being on his sh- when we were on his show. Uh, he, he's going to try and uh, convince me. I don't know if we're going to do this uh, again. It's uh, it's up to him what we're going to talk about. Well, we were kind of uh, kicking around the idea if he wanted to try and convince me that magic is real, and uh, through through many different means. Oh, and it's yeah. just right. Remember that. And I, I think oh, we yeah. we did a little bit of that tonight. I think so, just kind of having that conversation. But I I think the magic in terms of uh, what it is is it, by definition it is kind of different with other people. Some people manifest magic differently. In that, uh, like me, me in particular, I kind of don't believe in magic. But then again, uh, you know, words are spells and words matter and those. So what I mean, so it, it sort of becomes like this this thing that you kind of can't deny in some cases that there is, you know, a magic about like a, just think about a brilliant orator, right? Like, uh, you know, let's say Barack Obama, right? That, that guy could give a speech like nobody's business, right? Like he was extremely talented, just kind of with the, his dramatic pauses and the way he delivered and his calm demeanor. And, you know, and, and then there's the opposite of that. You get like a, a brilliant orator, like Alex Jones, <laughs> that takes his shirt off and goes, the human pig chimeras, <laughs> making the frogs gay. Just different styles, right different styles uh, yeah, i don't know yeah and again 
in pop culture we've got in the movie 300 you've got the guy that's the storyteller who's the narrator throughout the film he's one of the spartans that in spoiler alert in the story he gets sent home because he's a good storyteller so he has to go and tell the story you know it's and it's like the words matter and i think i think it was during um, obama's time there was that film the book of eli with denzel washington and again spoiler alert if you've not seen it it turns out it's about the last copy of the bible the king james version of the bible and it's all about they want the power of the words do you know what i'm saying so it's worth checking out yeah pretty wild stuff uh so so looking forward to that we can have that discussion or whatever else you want to do there rohan uh so okay once again uh, yeah you like it to quit you off there no, yeah, I think we should do that. Yeah, because yeah, I always harp on about that book. So maybe we'll showcase that that book that I got stuff from. I'll, I'll do loads of research. I'll get it all ready, and then we'll just go through it and just I don't know discuss at the end. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. You know, I'm down. All right. So uh, again, we're here with our good friend, the mighty Rohan. He has he's got a podcast called Exiled Minds. Give him some love. A uh, brilliant dude. A uh, good friend of mine, and he's uh, always spitting hot fire here. No matter what the topic, he's he's always got a, a take on here that. And I think the the best part about these conversations and meeting amazing people like Rohan, like Night Stalker, like all you guys out there, like Matt in California just called, like Joseph in Iowa, like James of Salcedo Paranormal. I think I got everybody that called in tonight. Uh, we got Joseph on the phone. We'll go to him in just a sec. But the best part is that uh, these these discussions are not linear. And again, like I always say, it's a uh, we we want to try and put things in a box. Like, oh, that's an alien, that's a ghost. This is a that. This is a that. And I don't know. Now we're now we're talking about in terms of uh, you know Yuri Geller, and he he says that he had this metal that was breathing, that was part of a UFO, and that really turns everything on its head, doesn't it? Angels, demons, aliens, ghosts. UFOs being alive. <laughs> I don't I don't freaking know. Wild stuff, wild stuff. Let's go to Joseph and then we'll wind this up. Joseph in Iowa. Welcome back to Trouble Minds. Go right ahead, sir. You're on with Mike and Rowan. Hey, I just wanted to talk about the repetition. Like I think repetition's definitely like powerful and if like aliens are in other layers and we're and we have like a positive repetition or like we're doing something good then that manifests in those layers like for example like i used to play like video games a lot so i still do play video games a lot but like in dreams you can get those physics mixed with memories or however you construct your dream like you can mix the virtual world into that dream so i wonder how aliens would handle you if like you're like grew up playing uh, Dragon Ball Z or something like that, you know? And in your mind, you know, as a kid, like you have those powers. I think you would be a very powerful entity in that realm, you know? I see. And so, so, uh, so I guess it comes back down to the way you envision your own reality, right? And, uh, yeah. So, so yeah, that does it, that, would it affect theirs if they're trying to make contact or I, I think that's part of I think part, that's part of our discussions as well. It's sort it's sort of just kind of like taking a can opener to, you know, old ideas and just saying, Hey, look, you know, like this, these, these definitions may all be wrong. And that's, that's what we're doing here. So I think that's a, uh, that's a good way to put it, Joseph. I, I like the Dragon Ball Z. Like, uh, what's the, what do they call that? Is, is it Super Scion? Is that Dragon Ball G? <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know, though. I looked it up the other day, and it's like, KO 10 times 3. Anyway, <laughs> and he goes flying into the air. It's funny. <laughs> 
So again, I, I barely, I barely know. Like I, I don't know any of that stuff. Like the, it's embarrassing how much I don't know. But uh, I, I knew enough to know that. So, so good stuff. Good stuff. I appreciate the phone call, Joseph. Anything else while we got you on the phone? Uh, no, that's about it. You're the best, brother. Joseph has a YouTube channel called Hydro Hose. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great night, bro. Yeah, you too. Thanks a lot. There you go. Uh, give him a follow as well. Uh, link is in the description. Uh, uh, follow Rohan. Follow, uh, follow all, links all down in the descriptions, guys. Go, go give all these fine people a follow because uh, they they uh, they make my world go round and they make they make these shows we do here, these conversations, uh, like tenfold better. It's not even close because me rambling on is sure is fine, but you you get hear these amazing takes from all these great people and uh, it, it cha- turns everything on its head and uh, that's what it's all about. Um, so. Uh, Let's wrap it, Rohan. What else you got? You got any uh, any hot fire for the end of this? <laughs> well, well, I, nah, 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 nah. What do you mean, nah? You're you're laughing nah, like you nah, had nah. something queued up. Don't make me twist your arm. No, no, I did nothing. No, no, I was just thinking I got some, I got some, I ran some funny bars today. But yeah, yeah. No, Yuri Geller, Yuri Geller. Let's bring bring it back. Okay, yeah, all right. It. I think. Uh, I think sometimes I think sometimes we have these designated characters, don't we? That might be like I think a bit like Derek was saying, we're this, this disseminating of information. We're the kind of you have these sort of gatekeeper characters. It doesn't necessarily mean the shills, but I think you have these designated outlets, don't you, to sort of ease you in a bit. So I think that that's my take on on Geller. I think he's I think he's a cool guy. Like I said, we don't know these people. But it seems okay to me, and I'm at least uh, I'm appreciative of the fact that you know at least they advertise this stuff and being successful and, and being a success story and making some money on it, you know, great, and it gives you gives it notoriety, you know. It's like and, and, and as, as the Farsight Institute always say, when they started out, they thought they just had to prove aliens are real, and then it became more. It became about you know so much more, and because it just gets bigger and bigger and more and more complicated, and I think that's why we have to keep going and digging into this stuff. And uh, do your own homework, get your own truth, sort of thing. And, and, that, and don't forget to talk to other people. And don't forget that other people that think differently than you are not the enemy. They're valuable. Like the, the, those are the people you, you learn from that think differently. That's good. And again, like the, the way the media represents it, like those people are supposed to be the enemy. And it's like, what are you talking about? Like that's literally how you enrich your own life experiences by speaking with people that don't agree with you that's that's the whole point right maybe you'll learn something maybe you'll teach them something right it's an opportunity that's what it is yeah it's an opportunity it's to be good to, to have that challenging thing is an opportunity to lift some really heavy weights and on the other side of things when somebody's struggling and you put a hand out and help them up that's an opportunity to meet somebody else and communicate with them on a different level there's all different aspects you know yeah. It's not. It's not that. Um, it's not that. If someone's walking in the opposite direction of you, yeah, the direction you're traveling is opposed, but you're not. You're not the direction. You're a completely different thing to the direction you're traveling, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, as my as my grandfather always said, the road goes two ways. <laughs> the road goes two ways. And uh, I said the road goes two ways. The road goes two ways. And he, he said it emphatically and loudly. And uh, it was uh, not only is it uh, literal, but it's also philosophical because it does. The road goes two ways in many cases. 
And here we are. Here we are, Rohan. The different sides of the pond on the same road. And I think it's fantastic. Uh, thank you so much for your time tonight, bro. Thanks for uh, hopping in here and uh, and and uh, having a, having a take on this. Thanks for thanks for being you and thanks for uh, just just being amazing, bro. I, I'm glad to have met you and uh, to many more, to many more, my friend. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. It's been great to be here. So um, I really love your show, Mark, and it's been it's great to be your friend. So thanks, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Thank you, thank you. Pleasure's all mine. Uh, Matt in the chat says, "You know how you get to Carnegie Hall, don't you? Practice, um, <laughs> practice. I'm talking about practice. Repetition again. There's a practice. There's a repetition, right? Like you keep, uh, you keep doing those things, and uh, you keep, uh, you keep, you get." Yeah, things things get better things get different things get uh things get weird and weird is where we like it so let's roll it i'm gonna wrap some music and uh you uh you can you can wrap us outro or you can be silent or you can do whatever you want to do rohan i'm gonna play some music and then we're gonna get the hell out of here and uh once again don't forget to give rohan a follow exiled minds podcast links in the description go say hi go 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 listen to some podcasts by rohan and uh I'll be on the next one, episode number 10. Go ahead, my friend, whatever you got. Whatever you got. No pressure. Well, I'm going to tell you, Mike, the reason I was laughing earlier is because um, you missed uh, MJ on the uh, caller shout-out. Oh, Oh, I did. I did. I missed MJ, see? It's it's inevitable. Like, Like, when you try and remember everybody... You screw yourself. So a uh, double shout out to MJC. Uh, thank you for pointing that out. Otherwise, I'd have missed it. <laughs> Otherwise, I totally would have missed it. And missed it, it's missed not it. inevitable, Mike. Practice, it, practice, yeah. practice. You have to believe. You have to believe. You have to believe you won't leave somebody <laughs> out. Uh, there you go. Uh, like I said, like I said, I thought I got everybody. We left out MJ. MJ, you're the best. Uh, All right. All right. Isn't that, that? There you go. There we go. All right. So here's what we're doing. We're done. So uh, the bad news is we're done. The good news is... God willing, we've got tomorrow, Monday through Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific. More trouble minds on the way. What do we talk about? All kinds of shit. We're all over the place. Off the rails. Not really ever on the rails because that's just so boring. Just turn on Sean Hannity or Don Lemon if you want that shit. And, uh, well, we'll see you then. Tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Pacific. More troubled minds. And uh, let's do it. Let's GTFO. Don't forget, give Rohan a follow. Exiled Minds. He's got a YouTube channel and a podcast up on the podcast feeds. Uh, do that stuff, and uh, there you go. What are rails, says James. And that's true. That's true. We spend too much time off them to even know what those things are anymore. But all right, if you want to help the show, uh, you know what to do. Uh, you, we got a Patreon. There's a Rockfin you could sub up to, Twitch as well. If uh, you like the show but you don't like it that much, uh, you can help us by listening to the podcast feed. There are ads baked in. You can find it on Spotify. Find it on uh, iTunes, anywhere podcasts are found. And uh, every time you listen to one of the podcasts, I get like three cents. So if you want to help, uh, go listen to some old ones. Uh, maybe re-listen to some of the stuff you missed. Whatever. And uh, I appreciate it very much. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for being here. Like I said, the most important thing is your time and your energy because you could be doing 10 million other things right now, but you're here with us late on a Monday night. Thank you again, Rohan. You were the best, my friend. Let's, uh, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Do you know what? I will give you a short rhyme, a really quick one. Just All right. Mine. Roll it. Roll it. Ready? Love to hear it. 
Okay. The devil makes work for idle selves. I'm always being helpful, a handyman like an elf on a shelf or belfry dwarf from Dark Souls Hell. I'm casting fire spells to the gargoyles melt. Asking ye shall receive, you can always call on me. If ever you need help, unless it's the old ones, and I'm gone, 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 gone. Jesus helps those that help themselves. Nice. I love it. I love it. And by the way, Rohan can rap a little bit. I appreciate it. All right. As we finish, it goes a little something like this. Be sure, be strong, be true. Thank you for listening. From our troubled minds to yours, have a great night. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. That one's for Jay. Jay in New York. That one's for you, buddy. Have a great night, guys. We'll catch you tomorrow night. Stay safe. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details.